Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live here, waiting to see some viewers pop in here, and we'll know for sure that the stream has started. But, uh, yep, here we yep. are. We're live. So um, Celtics are not quite on the clock. Uh, again, uh, we're, it's our draft uh, show. They're on the Twitter clock. They're on the That's Twitter sure. clock. 13, 13, was it traded yet? Was it selected and traded? What happened? No, Nothing not yet. yet. So 13. Yet. Let, me, let me jump in on Pelicans here because this is a prime opportunity for the Celtics to do the Hayward thing. I've been targeting the Pelicans at the Wilds, a potential partner there. Uh, you know, Pelicans have a ton of future picks. Celtics have some picks here. Uh, you know, I think they can make something work here. Not in the next three minutes. You know, maybe the Pelicans take someone that Boston likes here. Maybe Boston starts to work over the next day with New Orleans here on something. I think this is a great opportunity for both teams here. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Hayward what, thing they is... move up one? The Hayward yeah. thing is, is live Remember here. How much, how much would you have loved to move up one spot last year? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if there's a guy, if there's a guy that they feel the same way about Tyler Hero, then sure, go for it. But I mean, have we heard that? There were rumblings is, that they wanted to This is Hero, very really. interesting here uh, with what happens here. So I, I'm very interested to see with this trade. Um, we got a lot of people already in the stream here. We wanted Vessel, right? And then we wanted Halliburton. Yep. So they go 11, 12, 13. So, I mean, like, you have to think that if Ainge really liked those guys, maybe he would have been able to put something together. Unless I imagine the Spurs probably know Vessel is going to be like a 10 year. Yeah. So, what's interesting here is what we saw early in this draft where a ton of non shooters go LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Danny Avdia, those type of guys. Three of the best four shooters in the draft are still on the board here. Uh, one of them will go to New Orleans or whoever ends up picking there. You still have the chance to Thunder move up for Pokasevsky, the Greek prospect that we've talked about here. They've wanted him badly. So you could be talking about Oklahoma City putting together their 17 picks here to move New up New Orleans, Kira Lewis. All right. Did Kira Lewis, that, that puts the Celtics on the clock here. So here we go. Aaron Neesmith. Uh, Tyro Terry, R.J. Hampton, those guys are available here. Well, lots of people at home here. Assuming no trade here, who do you guys want, mm-hmm. guys? I'm going. Away, I'm, sticking with with our, thoughts. I'm sticking with R.J. Hampton. Uh, we got sticking Precious. Precious is intriguing. No He's doubt intriguing. about it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't believe in Robert Williams, there's a real sense that this guy's locked in. He has a similar physique to Williams, plays a similar game. If you feel better about developing him, about him being that center of the future, I think you do it here. I think Um, Precious is possible, and I think that's the reason why, is some sort of size, athleticism, guys who can contest shots. I know people like R.J. Hampton. 
I want a shooter. Well, let's I mean, remember. I know a lot of people big, want shooters. Another but, big who can't hit free throws and all he can do is rebound and he can't dribble and he's a liability. He can't hit outside shots. Like, are we going to do that? That's what we're going to do. Well, he comes up. He doesn't play a minute next year. Like, that's what we're going to do. I, no, I know he'll, be, he'll be ready to roll immediately. This is not a guy who's going to need some time. Sadiq Bay is another guy people have liked a lot. Not many. Um, Bob, you mentioned how there's a lot of shooters left. Sadiq was, Bay, you're right. Yeah, that's a good one. Chris Way loves him. The first, like, eight picks, like, you didn't see many at all shooters going off the board. I, I, I know size, that seems to be board. what everybody really wants is a shooter. Um, I, I, you know, I let me ask you this. Everybody, uh, Celtics Twitter was freaking out when Hall. Oh, I think we got Josue here. Uh, Celtics Twitter was freaking out when Halliburton was sliding, and everybody wanted to make a play there. Uh, does 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 right. does Halliburton feel like this year's uh, hero, where we're going to be saying oh, you're going to hear the oh, post draft stories? I hope not. That's the guy Danny wanted. He tried. Well, he's, to going to the the he's going to the Kings. He's going to the Kings. He's already gone. sending out those texts. That's the guy. We tried. We tried everything we could to move up. That's the guy that Josue, let, let's talk about Josue. Sadiq Bey's there. That's see. the guy. Yo, I'm a huge fan of this guy. He can guard multiple positions. He's a shooter. I don't know. I feel like he's the kind shooter. of guy he could he uh his ceiling could be he could reach his potential quicker than than he would in, in other situations, especially in this team that needs secondary help from that wing position so badly on both ends, right? So I, I think he ch- he checks all the boxes. Yeah, didn't work out for Boston, but a 44% three-point shooter um, has size to guard all the perimeter positions, which is what you look for there. Uh, and, that, and, you know, if Hayward's leaving, all of a sudden you're talking about possibly a starter there on the wing, or at least a six-man if Smart's right, sliding into the starting lineup. So he fits a mold for sure for them. He's I think older. He's the best, best option for the wing position right now. Yeah, he's 22. He's more developed. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely shades of guys that have played for the Celtics before on those wings positions for Brad Stevens. Uh, but the shooting's the key, Joe Sway. Like, this is a guy who can come right. in and knock shots down for them. And I think that, that's going to translate on the NBA level. I don't think that, that part I'm not really concerned about. I'm just worried. I guess my only uh, concern would be on the offensive end, if he could be a consistent scorer enough that the Celtics can rely on. Uh, or a creator. Yeah. A creator yeah. is an interesting one because, you know, he'll do a lot of the things that Hayward does, but not that creation aspect. Right, right. But defensively, right. I mean, I, I love that about him. You know, that that's what I, I think because of that, you, you take the offense, you take the shooting and everything else, and you're like, okay, well, what, what box doesn't he check? If, if you compare him to every other uh, shooter or every other wing player that's still available, I just think he has more upside or he has the edge over those guys. Well, if we dive into my mock draft, I had this guy going 11. So Ooh. he is he is slid for certain. Sadiq Bay, Aaron Naismith, according to Woj. All right. The shooter. They got the shooter. Why? Uh, Bobby, do your thing. All right, Aaron Neesmith, he, he is 6'6 six, six with a 6'10 wingspan, wing player, going to play a similar position to what we just mentioned with Sadiq Bey. Um, listen to this number, 116 threes last year. He shoots 52%. This is the best shooter in the NBA draft this year. Okay. That's what people me. wanted. I'm so Ness, he was one of the ones, he was one of the three or four shooters that a lot of people were targeting in this spot that people wanted to see them get. So here you go. That's what you got right now. One dimensional though. He's not going to create. He's not going to get to the rim. He's not going to get into the lane, but this is what we talk about. This is what Bob Ryan on our network obsesses about. When's the last time that the Celtics had a pure shooter who can Mm -hmm. knock down shots on the wing, be an explosive 
uh, scorer off the bench, which is certainly what the Celtics were missing last year. Now, here's another concern with this guy. The SEC stinks. Uh, no competition in there last year. It was one of their worst seasons ever. Uh, so was his, sh- was his scoring a little inflated there against weaker competition? That's what teams worry about with Anthony Edwards as well, who played there. College basketball in general kind of stunk last year, but a shot's a shot. Shot to shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the pick. Obviously, you know, I like Bay a little more because I think he's just more of a – you get more on the defensive end. But, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about pure shooting, I mean, he's the best guy right now. And I don't I don't necessarily know if uh, the Celtics expect him to still be available at this point. I, I think that's sort of the silver lining here throughout this night, right, throughout the draft. I think a lot of the guys that the Celtics had anticipated to be long gone uh, were still available. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were really going through a couple of options or maybe a few options before they actually landed on, you know, this is where I think, this combo. <laughs> no, this is where I think you get we get confused between what like a bunch of like you know. Yeah, well, that's what happened. A bunch of stagnants put in their mock drafts versus yeah. versus what actual talent evaluators at the NBA level think. If a guy goes somewhere, chances are that's where he was supposed to go. I mean, with some exceptions, but you know. There's no way 13 teams were all like, whoa, they all made dumb picks, and this is the guy they should have taken, and how did he get to us at 14? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get lucky with fits, but ultimately this is roughly where a player like this should go within the range of four or five picks in either direction. Oh, so, yeah, don't get me wrong. Some of them are there. Yeah, okay. Well, they didn't steal anything, but for, for this unique draft where a lot of guys, there's a lot of up and down, guys sliding, there wasn't much of a sample size. Uh, you know, c- compared to other years, but I mean, a pure shooter, you know, Bobby, Bobby called him the best shooter in the draft. I mean, did you really think the Suns will grab someone like that at number 14? I didn't think so. I didn't think so because they're a team that favors that versatility, that being able to do multiple things on the wing. This guy is pretty one dimensional, as I say. Like, he's a scorer, he's a shooter, put the ball in his hands and let it fly. Uh, they, right, but you know, John's point though, he's not, he's not surprised that this is who they got. I, I got you, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I mean, John, so do you like this pick? You said you were going to come up with rage, fury against no, what was happening like here, not moving up. Well, we don't. You wanted to see action, and if again, you don't really know if ultimately um, the guy that they wanted was somewhere gettable somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you want to see them make that move. If they're fine, you know, this is where you know I always use the Patriots as a good comp when it comes to drafting. A lot of times that. Everyone gets mad at the Patriots when they trade out of a, a round. But basically, they're looking at the board, and they're like, I'm getting the same guy here that I'm getting 20, 10, 15 picks later. If the Celtics thought they're getting the same guy at 14 that they're getting at 8, 9, 10, you don't care if they move up. What you wanted to see was them go aggressively somewhere because they wanted a guy. We're, we'll hear the stories afterwards of whether or not they tried really aggressively to get up for Halliburton, but they couldn't, and X, Y, and Z. And then you're going to be like, uh, you know, because that's what Romeo ended up being. Romeo was a shit. I got to take this pick. I really wanted this guy. You know, it's that tear drop. Right. You know, you have your guys and then everything below it is kind of like, a, ah, all right, I'll take it. So we don't know how they feel about this well, guy. There was a lot of guys like that too. Remember the guy from Villanova? Uh, there was, um, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's I'm thinking Denzel Valentine, but it was a similar guy like that. Those sort of like middle of the and that's the thing about the Celtics so they Brad Stevens loves those guys you know they can defend multiple positions and you know they're but athletic as you said this you is don't know how they're going to translate what's yeah. up this is a one-dimensional guy Bobby what do you think of him as a defender 
Yeah, he's got tools. Six ten wingspan's legit for a guy with six six. Uh, it's not his strong suit. Uh, for sure. He's not going to go out there and be Marcus Smart or anything like that or any of the other wing players that they have. We're talking about one of those guys. And, you know, I don't know. You guys have been covering the team longer than me. Who's the last guy that they had who came in and just focused on scoring? Like Isaiah Thomas off the bench in 2015, I'd say. Now, this guy's not 5'10", which is the biggest difference there. Um, but this is a guy who's going to come in and focus on scoring that one thing that they needed Eddie House. last year. Yeah, it, there's an Eddie House. That crossed my mind. Yeah, there's an Eddie Howe style player. What Jason Terry wasn't. I'm not going to, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to criticize, like, guys coming out of college. I'm not going to, like, criticize their defense because that's something that you can teach defense. You know, a lot of defense is coaching and effort. Yeah, but look at Tatum. Yeah, absolutely. So you give me a guy who already has a a nice jump shot, a great three-point, you know, great three-point range, can stretch the floor, all those things. That's your, kind of like your Tyler Hero, right? I mean, that was the Heat's, spark plug scorer off the bench it wasn't I, no one was com- talking about oh they needed a, a guy that can play defense right out of college like no that's something that you learn over time so give me a guy like like um you know nesmith like they just drafted here that can hopefully come in and provide you 10 12 15 minutes off the bench can spot up shoot i mean kevin o'connor i was just checking out a couple things he wrote i mean he compared him you know player comps he said, uh, "I love player cops. Danny Green or a taller Buddy Heald." Yeah, he's tall. I mean, this guy has this guy has tools, which is great. Like he's not six feet, (laughs) six two shooter coming in at the guard spot. He's a legit wing. Uh, So you know, like John said, you're not worried about defensive liability here. He could develop into a better one in Boston system, which plenty of players have, especially with those kind of tools. So there's a lot to love here. Like this is going to be what it's going to be. I don't think this guy transforms into a Tyler Hero type player. And all of a sudden you're talking about, whoa, they found something here. I think if you were looking for like a guy with higher upside into the future, uh, you're going with an RJ Hampton there. So this is a guy who's going to fill a role, be what he's going to be and have a spot on a contending team right now. Good. That's what they need. That brings us back to our conversation about the state of the team. John, this is not take two steps back and figure things out. This is let's do this now. Well, it is because this is a this is an actual need. And and the, the thing with this guy, again, is you're looking you, – you mentioned the upside. You could have taken an upside pick and gone with somebody different, but they didn't. They went here, and this is an addition to a per- – you know, so Danny does this sometimes. It's kind of like – that proven college player, you know, Grant Williams was one last year where you might've had some higher upside guys. Theoretically, this is a guy who scored 23 points a game in college. Um, you know, and he's 21 years old. So it's less of a, let's see what he can do in two years. If he remembers to set his alarm clock and make it to practice on time, sort of player. It's a guy (laughs) who, who may, you know, uh, you know, who may make it into, uh, you know, right now in, into into your rotation and actually provide some minutes and fills a current need. So yeah, it is more of a in the now sort of pick. It's a it's a it's a need they had. You had a ton of people clamoring for for shooters. Want to hear everyone shooters though. Want to hear the Jeff Goodman take on this one? Yeah, tremendous pick. Brad Stevens should be thanking Ooh. Danny Ainge every single day for this one. Goodman okay, loves like every, Goodman loves everybody because he's so close <laughs> to them. He loves them all. These no, are but his, you know what? If you get a Goodman's children. bad side, if you get a Goodman's bad side, he's not afraid to rip you. 
I'm interested. I, because I was convinced that one of those games, instead of the Tyler Hero game, was going to be Duncan Robinson because this dude loves Duncan Robinson. Yes. I was just like, oh man, Goodman's going to like, he's not, he's going to lose it over this. But he's always been a big hero guy too. So I don't know. Goodman loves, like I said, these are all of his children. He loves all of these guys. <laughs> they're all graduating. <laughs> he, yeah, it's like all, all of my sons graduated, you know, and they're in and there. And they're oh, here. And I love you there. You know, it's like, oh, another one over here. Like, no, because he does. He, he scouts these guys. He talks to the kids. He knows them. But I mean, that's good. I mean, uh, any other Twitter reaction to this pick right now? A lot of people seem to be, people seem to be happy with it. I mean, everyone says, you know, good. They got a shooter. They got a score. They need that. So I think first impression is, you know, a, a good, good pick. Um, so we, but yeah. Minnesota completes that trade that we mentioned earlier. They're going to move up to 17. Um, or am I flipping Ruby. that wrong? Yeah, the Rubio 25 and 28 trade. Oklahoma City is moving up to 17, I believe, is actually how it's going. So Minnesota is moving back here and getting back Ricky Rubio. Uh, some fun facts from Aaron uh, Nesbeth here. He can drive a tractor, and he has built multiple chicken coops <laughs> and dug multiple ponds in his day. Also played for uh, Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> These are just the fun facts, and he cuts trees. He's country strong. <laughs> okay. He played for Jerry okay. Stackhouse, too, if you guys remember Country is the gets, man. So he he's got, got character, is what you're saying. Here's, here's the cop everyone's going to want to hear from this guy. Ready? Here's who you want this guy to be, Chris Middleton. And I think they've worked – I think I, 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 I feel like they've had – they've crossed paths at some I, – I feel like I read that somewhere along the way. Yeah, I see the size similarities there. Um, also, I mean, Vandy, that's a great school. I mean, this guy's probably got a uh, you know, good head on his shoulders. Smart you know, guy. Smart, smart player. Yep. Um, you know, probably a high character guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Ma all, 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 the things, all the things that Danny Ainge, you know, loves in his, in his draft picks. I mean, maybe shades of Jalen Brown in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Who knows, right? So now uh, the key here is – Not in the okay. shooting aspect. But so, look, let me talk about one thing before we move on. One thing I thought was interesting. Well, first off, you got to see here whether or not they're able to. Again, they cannot make these picks. So they have to do something here. So you got to see whether or not they're able to package 26 and 30 and move forward. Or there's a greater deal at play here. And again, we don't know anything. I've heard no buzz here yet. No buzz. This has been the most boring draft in a long time. On, on, on anything. So we don't really know yet. Uh, what no, I will I mean, say right. is some, he can't make the picks, but like he might have to. Yeah. He might have. Well, <laughs> what did I say at the beginning of the night? You said that they were going to have to make all the. Gordon stays and we make all three picks exactly where we thought they were going to make them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did that. I, I did say exactly. But that seems look to be the, the NBA as a whole, right? No one's, no one's moving much. I mean, it's. I'm still looking at Philadelphia at 21 to possibly move up there. Uh, you know, get a big man in Isaiah Stewart, which is the guy I had right. taking second in my mock draft. So I still think there's a potential to consolidate those 26 and 30. Here's the one I wanted to talk Ooh, about. Isaiah Stewart just went, actually. Uh, right here. The Hawks. Okay. Taking a, oh, taking, right. taking a big man to go along with John Collins and Clint Capella. That They're just going to stomp. They're just going to stomp on every NBA team. 
That doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you guys? This is no. the thing that this is the thing that raised a little alarm bells here. And again, I don't know how much of the Hawks Hayward thing is in play, but this to me smelled funny. And again, I don't know. You've heard Capella to Celtics before in some capacity. Jo Collins has been talked so. about. Cedric Maxwell went on the Garden Report earlier today. Said he heard How it. Are you gonna do it? Was talking about things, but uh, Jared Weiss also bumped one of his from the Athletic, bumped a piece that he wrote today out on Twitter about how what the Celtics could theoretically do to try to get Collins from Atlanta, and they could also move some money around and get them under the cap here. I don't. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would make sense because Collins is such a uh, dynamic, you know, player under twenty five with seemingly, you know, uh, limitless right. upside. Uh, but again, what are they doing with three guys, three, seven, four, you know, three guys, six, 10, six, 11, playing the same position here? No, I'm with you, John. And that's exactly what I was thinking about when you brought it up in the group text before we got, before we got on, on, on camera. But I just think the Atlanta Hawks are not in a position where they have to trade one of these guys right away. And I think that doesn't work well, in the Celtics' they favor. Don't. But they got to decide if they're going to pay Collins long term. It's uh, the, 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 the clock is ticking on whether you're going to max him. That's all. Right. Right. And you have to figure this out because obviously you can't keep all these guys. I just think the whole Capella thing is sort of one of those moves that they're going to make when like no one's looking and they're just going to get it done just because they have to get it done. I just seem like it doesn't seem like there's a there's a uh, an agenda to, to trade him right away. They're sort of just feeling things out. But then uh, to your point, again, they have to make a decision here with, with Collins and they have to trade one of these guys. And if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm going to monitor the situation. But, you know, with the Gordon Hayward you know, the clock's ticking here, I don't know if Gordon Hayward's going to be involved with something like this if, if the Celtics in Atlanta ultimately end up making a deal. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge deal. We've seen teams do this, take multiple guys. If Minnesota was crafty, they possibly should have taken James Wiseman number one today if they believed he was the best player. Teams take multiple guys at the same position. This kind of reminds me of when people say the Celtics have too many wings. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you, you can play two centers. There's nothing wrong with that. You can rotate them in and out. Too much starting pitching. You can play them together. The John yeah, Collins. Two kind of centers, though, that's the thing. I, I don't know. They're a little they're stiff. John Collins one is interesting to me because he is a guy who rotates over to center. So are you talking about Collins as your backup center rotating over for small ball or Okongwu stepping into this spot? Uh, he's younger. He's got a development curve here. So there's nothing wrong with having those three guys. But on There's not, but here's the thing. It, 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 you, can, you can never have too many wings. Wings are like starting pitching, okay? Yeah. Like the wings you play everywhere and a, a wing is worth a lot more than a big man in today's NBA. And you can have it depends. It you depends. Can have three, four, five of them and still find the minutes and play in those, in those switchable lineups and the death lineups and all of that stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not running more than two guys this size out on the court at, at any given time. And oftentimes right. only one. So right. it, I mean, yeah, that's exactly why I just see them trading one of these guys, especially not built for that. It just isn't, it doesn't go that way. Well, when you're when you're thinking about well, you think about the the reports that we heard beforehand, right? The the, the Gallinari and that they're going to go out and get these guys. If that doesn't work out, they're going to have to look for secondary options. So I can see the Atlanta Hawks just dangling one of these big men to the, to whichever team they see fit or whichever situation that works to their best advantage. And what you know, whether it's someone that they're that they're acquiring that's making you know 17 million and need to match salaries, boom, you have Capella. Or whether it's someone else that's on the lower scale or a team looking for a prospect that just got drafted. You know, they have a little bit of everything to play with here. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked that that's a that that's the next step. Depending again on how they do in the first couple of days of free agency, if they're able to reel in one of these guys that they've been targeting. It, it, it's again, it's I, I I'd love to hear something. I'm waiting for that next uh, domino to fall where we hear. 
like, uh-oh, there's talk of, of movement here, or that this guy right. was drafted to go over here. We don't know that yet. Right now we're just assuming all of these players have been selected to play for their team, uh, and, and there's no movement here. And this is strange because the, all the talk of the draft is how much how many teams were looking to yeah. move up, to move back. All, that's all anybody talked about. It is very strange that nothing, except for that one trade we just talked about, nothing has really materialized yet. No huge surprises either in that top 10. Denny Avdija fell. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, the, the yeah, right, w- right when he got to uh, – uh, no, he wasn't a huge surprise. I saw him going top he five was. quite a few – no, he he had been soaring in the in the mock drafts and talks around this draft for the last couple of weeks. I was surprised by Jalen Smith, who many saw as a later first round pick. That was the one. Phoenix. That was another one. That would that go ten? Yeah, to Phoenix. Yeah, so Phoenix. It does is Aaron Baines out in Phoenix? I, I'd be asking that question too among these center conversations. Everybody wants some Baines. Yeah, I mean, I I would figure that that would be the case. Are you going to sign Baines, pay him after you draft a talented young center like they did here and reach for him, frankly? Like they they feel better about him than most did, it seemed like. Yeah. So um, I'm going to check the chat a little bit here, too. But what do you guys think here, Bobby? Um, If they're again, it's early. Where are we right now? Dude, weird, weird, weird Celtics Twitter is it's already like in love. Bro, I can't even keep up. It's just too, it's too fast. <laughs> what it's is already it? like they're already like putting him in like farmer's gear because of the tractor <laughs> shit. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Everybody loves that already. All right, there goes the uh, Greek. He's yeah, well, not, he's not really Greek. He's not really Greek, but he plays for Olympiakos. But yeah, I said the Thunder. And that's the correct pronunciation. In Greece, it Red Sox Yankees is Olympiakos Panathinaikos. You're one of those two. Okay, you pick it. Olympia, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know exactly Thunder. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's so the true. Thunder, the Thunder had been red hot on his trail, so they, they moved up. Jimmy, you gotta have a straw hat or something back there. You got the hard I, hat. I, I got nothing. I got the hard hat. I don't, I don't got no my prop. straw hat on me right now. Yeah. I usually do. Yeah. Seth Davis, big college troops guy. Aaron yeah. Nesmith is the best player. You know who player. for Jesus. Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> okay, good. He did. After the Celtics. Best player in this draft when it comes to the most important skill in basketball. So, solid pick. So, I mean, a lot of people are high on that. It, it's it's honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air for the Celtics to take a guy that's just like a straight-up scorer, not, you know – just a you know, Danny Ainge falls in love with like athleticism sometimes, and then the guy ends up not being able to shoot or whatever the reason is. But to take a guy that can just straight up score, maybe come off the bench and give you a little spark and provide you with that little boost. Yeah, I mean that's that is one of the things they did need this year. I mean, what does that mean? You know, Bobby. I mean, does he have any? Because he's not a playmaker, at least not at this point. So he probably doesn't replace much of what Gordon Hayward gives you in that in that aspect but i mean he can provide some scoring that you may or may not lose if if hayward hits the road yeah Uh, keep going i I was gonna say there's still potential to pair that with something you talk about a playmaker uh a wing defender those sorts of things are still at play here and my guy the guy i love rj hampton still on the board could they get up to 21 and pick him you do love him you do love him yeah i mean you do love him He's sliding. He's sliding still. Really he's, take a guy named RJ Hunter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was that his right. name? RJ Hunter? Yeah, that one, I was thinking about that earlier. That one didn't work out too well. Wait, so real quick, I want to get to a couple questions. No, he was here. a rebounder. He was a big rebounder. Greedy plays D. 
We mentioned that before. We don't think he's untouchable, but um, at this point, I, you got to roll him up into something rather than something else. Um, another quick question here, uh, guys. They're asking all of us here. Bruce Miller, uh, would would you have would you have rolled up all three picks for uh, the Israeli player or Halliburton for that matter? You got to trade. Would you, Bobby? Would you have done it for Halliburton? I'm not in love with them. Like there's, there weren't people in that top 14 that I fell in love with and that I needed to see come here and that I need to yield assets for. You got a pretty good player at 14. There's still a potential to draft a pretty good player here in the 20s. Uh, the, and, of course, I'm targeting that RJ Hampton. I've been talking all along. Nikhil Harry's here. He's usually in our Pats chats, but he's here. Hey, Nikhil. Oh, that's bad karma, huh, on draft night? <laughs> no, Nikhil gets, gets beat up on the Pats boards. All the time. Clippers trade. We're Clippers with you, trading. Clippers trading Landry Shamet to the Nets for number nineteen. Um, so nothing. Yeah. So you would not have traded up for any of those, Bobby. We're trying to take some questions here, guys. No, I've been more focused on moving up later with those late round picks and packing that into one. I like the idea of double dipping here in that middle round. There's usually a good player in that middle round, and if you can double dip there, there's a better shot that you have one of the great players in the middle portions of this draft. Yeah, this We're talking feels like last year, right? Where you, you know you you move to a place where you get a guy you want and you go into the second round and get the guy you might have gotten at 30. This is your Carson Edwards, Grant Williams kind of double mm -hmm. double switcheroo here. I could see that possible. Um but we'll see. I I always want to see people move up. Moving so, up means I really, I really want that. So guy. there is there is one interesting guy that they missed out on by a pick, and we talked about that. That they were in a location where someone was going to go at 13 that makes you think, oh, they just missed that guy. Kira Lewis is a phenomenal point guard, and we talked about the future of the point guard position after Kemba. Yeah. That was a guy that they had their eyes on that is one of the better talents in this draft, uh, one of the best athletes in this draft, and a phenomenal point guard. Uh, they they probably wish he was there at 14, and the Pelicans were fielding calls for that pick. What do you give up to flip one spot up? I mean, we're talking about a guy who would have been more consequential of the future of the franchise rather than just a good role guy in well, Neesmith. Here's another question for you, Bobby. Some backup point guard options remaining here. Anybody? It's slim. I think that's one of the weaker positions in this draft in terms of depth. Cole Anthony was a guy that I thought was going to be available in the 20s. He is gone now. The next guy you look to is Theo Maladon, who has been mentored by Tony Parker. He's a French guard. Uh, solid all around, can shoot from everywhere on the court. Playmaker, 6'4", defends. Nothing nothing remarkable, just solid all around. Would be a good backup point guard um, and comes from a pretty uh, you know successful line of good point guards out of Spain, the latest being Killian Hayes that got drafted earlier tonight. Uh, so, you know, he would be rock solid. He's a guy I look to if he's available there at 26. Kevin O'Connor had him in the second round. So I think Hi, there's Nick. a good chance he would be there. Yeah. Uh, somebody, huh. Somebody's, uh, there's fake Nets news, made right? a trade. Huh? Nets made a trade. You guys yeah. see that on, on Twitter? So who's no, picking there yet. now? Who's picking there now, Jimmy? Um, it's a three-way deal. The, um, the Pistons are getting the nineteenth pick. Nineteenth pick. There's so a deal. There's a deal to be made here for the South. Like this, I can't, John. 
Oh man, you, you you bring up an intriguing possibility, John, where they use all three of these first round picks, and it's like, what are you, what are we talking about at that point? Nine out of the fifteen players on the roster being rookies, second year, or third year players, like whoo, and then Hayward walks out the door. And I, it's like, not because you want to; it's just because you're stuck. You know, like if if nobody wants anything that you're peddling, what do you do? The only thing possible is to is to, you you flip them into the future like conditional. It can turn into a second can turn into a first. That's the best you're gonna do with those picks, right? Yeah, that's about it. Nobody's trading you for a future first first from that low in the there's, draft. There's nobody unless somebody no. really wants to get in on something, you know? Oh, oh, those, you, those, know <laughs> you know, you know, it's gonna. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. No, I was gonna say picks picks like that. They usually just get included in, in in a bigger deal and you end up with that pick later on like you're not flipping a first at this point for a first in a future year unless it's heavily protected which you know that that obviously it would be heavily protected but like you said john i mean like yeah. danny just has to get out of the pick just in order to just not have the the roster joseph peralt here asking what are these what value do these picks really have the answer joseph bagged balls zero <laughs> That's why they're taking it. That's why they're going to use I mean, every single one of them. I can't believe. I know. I know. I mean, John said that he was serious, but I didn't. I really now, didn't now think get ready. I was ready. serious. Just, ready. just not because he wants it, just because of his the inability right. to find somebody who wants it. You know, I think you get, would find somebody at least to trade off of one of these picks. Get no, ready for this. How many people have them, Bobby? What do you got? Get ready for this possibility, which is going to drive people through the roof. What if they draft and stash a player in the late first round here? I'm not surprised. Well, I was joking about <laughs> oh, Yabuselli. Yeah. Yeah. Yabuselli, Zizic, they do this. Draft and stash looms. Yeah. Yeah. And number Marcus 30. Sure. Australia. You guys remember that guy? Yeah. So there's a guy. There's a prime, or Den. There's a prime point guard in this draft. He was the second rounder, but they stashed him too. He's the first. They're, they're, He's a Turk. There is a guy in the late first round here, Leandro Bomero, six seven point guard uh, who plays for Barcelona. Figures to stay there for a year or two, maybe longer. Needs to develop a shot. He pretty much has everything else in his game. So there's your draft and stash guy. If that's what there's, they're gonna go with, there's and there's the reaction to draft. And there's and there's the reaction to draft yeah. and stash. That would be the popular reaction. That's mine too. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, stash? look at this. Look at this picture. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, when, you, when you're when... <laughs> dash. <laughs> oh, you're so right, John. Like that, we you knew they were gonna end up here. <laughs> when you're doing like the Celtics, you're, I've been you're, I've been here before. Anyway, but you're you're drafting late because you, on, you know, theoretically went far in in the playoffs. Like you have a solid team. Like you shouldn't have you shouldn't really have the roster spots for all these rookies to begin with. So like a draft and stash kind of makes sense for a, a quote-unquote good team at this stage so, in the game now i mean obviously it's not ideal but it's just what i think it's what happens with some of these good teams that yeah like they'll they'll maybe need a guy like that down the road take a flyer on them but when you get to this point in the draft like you said i mean you're you're just trying to move out of it or move up and clearly so, they weren't thinking about moving up or try, or if they tried to they couldn't so it's important to know here as we as we get closer and closer to that 26 and there's a possibility that the Celtics could still move up here and package those picks Ham together Hampton's still on the board Bob Hampton Hampton is still on the board Sadiq Bay is on the board Tyrell Terry who's <laughs> another phenomenal guy. shooter there goes Bay uh, Bay just got no, there goes Bay Bay just left Detroit uh, it's a good pick up. Two, uh, what what pick 19 
19. All right, so we're pushing 20 now. Uh, six more picks to go until the Celtics get here. There's still quite a few talented guys. Uh, Kentucky yeah. guy and Tyrese Maxey. Uh, the other best shooter in the draft and Tyro Terry. Do you double dip on shooters? Quit two yes. great shooters Get together. Get yeah. So Jeez. there are boom, options boom, boom, here. Boom. Yes. So uh, there was so much emphasis. Man, and I said this, right on, right on I, I said this to you guys earlier. There was so much emphasis on move up, move up, move up, but you trade smart, trade this guy, get up, get up to the top. This wasn't that kind of draft. This no. is a draft where you sit back, wait and see who's there, and if they follow you and oh, you like now, them. Oh, now, now it is. Oh, I no, said no, that earlier. It can be. It can be <laughs> now it is. It can be. And I say, all right, John Josue, did I say that earlier? No, that's fine. I don't disagree with that, Bobby. I think that that actually it makes more sense in a draft where you don't actually have consensus top tier players to play three lottery, uh, to play three lottery tickets and see if one of them hits. Celtics just weren't in a position to do that because they couldn't. They couldn't hold three three players on their roster. That's their problem. So it's a practical problem. It, it, it makes way more sense. You're right. With here, where theoretically the guy picked at 22 could be could be the fifth best player in the draft. You have no idea here. It's a total crapshoot. So I agree with that. It's just it, maybe last year they shouldn't have taken three guys. You know, maybe last year you trade all three picks and go up and get a hero, and you don't have to worry about it. And you well, can we, definitely. It's a it's Definitely. a sunk it's a sunk cost at this point. It, all, is. it just is what it is. Yeah. So you're right. You you might be better off taking them, but then you got to figure something out. If you go back in the time machine last year and all things are equal and no one knows where Milwaukee, well, everyone knew where Milwaukee was going to be, but Memphis, the Celtics pick, uh, your own picks that year, you would have traded six first round picks for Tyler Hero. You would have done it, but uh, they had higher hopes for that Memphis pick, and they were wrong. They deserve to get killed for that because. Uh, you know, Memphis wins that lottery. They move up in that draft. They could see on draft night that John Morant was going to Memphis and people had an idea of what that kind of player was going to be for the Grizzlies. Now, did they know that it was going to turn them into a playoff team? Probably right. not. But right when Memphis wins that lottery, you say, uh-oh, and maybe start second guessing what that pick was going to be. Yeah. Uh, asking if Giannis has another brother. He's got a lot of brothers. but yeah, one with the Lakers, one with the Bucks. <laughs> I don't I don't know that anybody's left. Uh, <laughs> so, looking at um, looking at Nesmith, I guess he. I mean, just looking at some stuff, he had a like a pretty bad foot injury. I guess um, this season. This season, so was it like a tractor ran over his foot or something? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the last thing you want is like another lingering foot injury on this team. So hopefully, that's not anything to worry about. Yeah. So on January eleventh. It was initially announced Nesmith would miss the entire season with a right foot injury he suffered against Auburn. Um, yeah, and he missed the rest of the season from there. So you're right, uh, That's roughly around the time that Romeo got hurt last year. It's like we were like a magnets for these. For these <laughs> that piece, Dan, Danny's antenna went up when he heard, what, injury? <laughs> yeah. He's going to so, drop in the draft? What, we can buy low on an injured guy? <laughs> Oh, that's a fair point. The surgery was in January, which was a year ago at this point, essentially. Uh, so there's been time to recover from that. But you don't love to see that out ago. of a guy. No. Yeah, more or less. No. Ten months. I mean, uh, what is we're asking, anymore? Um, what month is it? I do we know. think Nays uh, Nesmith has um, – is it Naismith or Nesmith we're, we're calling it? Oh, good the question. Just call him hey, Smitty. The guy, the guy friggin' created basketball. 
Call him Mason. Right. Second best name in the draft. That is, a, that is, I was gonna, I was gonna say that earlier. That's quite a name for a basketball player. Great name for a basketball player. Like he had no choice. He had to be a baller. Halliburton was just funny. Um, <laughs> oh man, he's a he's an awesome player, and going to the Kings is not. Can he? Can this guy? Does this peace, guy have man. Tyler Hero potential? Just way. This guy have was it Tyler Hero potential? Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know about that. I think Tyler Hero is. I don't want to pigeonhole him as just a pure shooter. He can he can score from all over the floor. I don't know if this guy necessarily fits that mold. He's more of a straight three point shooter as opposed to Hero, who could really spread the floor and shoot from anywhere, as we saw. Bobby, what do you think? No, he's, he's not a creative, crafty player on the dribble. That's the biggest difference there for sure. That's not a bad thing. I mean, this stuff is offense. Like, we, we literally were talking about this before the draft started. The Brad Stevens offense has just been begging for a knockdown shooter. Maybe this is their guy that they can stick to long term. Yeah. I agree. What if I he's mean, Channing Fry? Is that good enough? Sure. Is he yeah. Channing Fry? I hope he's not. Yes. <laughs> All right. No, I can't. I'm curious. A guy who just shoots. Sure. Yeah, I can absolutely. confirm it's it's Naismith. Nay. Naismith. Yep. Well, we'll call him Aaron. Would that be fine? Well, what if he's Danny Green, like like KOC says? That'd be awesome. That'd be freaking sweet. Because, I mean, that's a if, outside shooter. What did, you, what did if, KOC compare him to? If you keep Danny Hayward. Danny Green. Danny Green. Danny Green, Buddy Heald. Like, I mean, those I like, guys. I like, the, I like the you green one. Respect, you have to respect their, their shots. You know, you have to play up in them. You can't cheat off of those guys. I you like know the what? green comparison more than Buddy yeah. Heald, though. I don't know if he's going to be a capable of dropping I like the green comparison. any given like night. You know, that's Buddy. Again, he's to me, right. he's more a, a strictly more of a three-point shooter as opposed to someone that can, you know, score off the dribble. That number's staggering, though. That's that's what I started off the night right after he they picked him reading. 52% on 100 threes. We're talking 50 out of 100 threes I'd taken, like made. See. I'd like to see the defense in some of these games in the, in that competition. Like you said, Bobby, I mean, he's playing in a, sh in a pretty shitty conference. So well, I the, obvi obviously he, expect those numbers to I mean, he's, significantly he's no drop. Jimmy, but, sorry to disappoint you defensively, yeah. but <laughs> hopefully those three-point shots will make you not, you know, worry about him on defense. But he's got NBA range already. I mean, he's the type of guy that won't, won't be shy to pull up from, you know, 26, 28, right? Yeah, those are the sure. guys. Oh man, the Celtics need people like that so bad. Like, can you please spread the floor? I can't man? wait. I can't this wait guy, to can see you spread the floor, Bobby. I hope you can spread the floor for the Celtics team because who else? No, this is, is no this one is a pleasant. This is a pleasant surprise. This is a pleasant surprise, Joe Sway. You you think about what the Celtics value in the draft, what the league values in the draft now. These versatile guys who do a little bit of everything. They may not be able to shoot, but maybe they can grow into it. Like just the raw athletic talents that usually go in the lottery. This guy has perfected his art and is ready to do it from day one. And the Celtics, like you said, haven't had that in so long. It's a breath of fresh air. It almost reminds me of bringing in Ennis Cantu last year. Is it exactly what the league's going <laughs> toward? No, but this guy does what he does great. He's going to fit that role. He's not going to complain about not starting. He's just going to do what he's going to do. And that's refreshing. <laughs> Keep going. That's funny. Keep going. What are you saying? It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah, who, who are the, let's let, let's move on to that. I couldn't Raptors help it. Pick. I couldn't help it. Let's move. Let's move on to that Raptors pick it's coming up. You pasted that thing on. Oh, I, <laughs> I know. I was staring at it the whole time. I'm like, I'm gonna wait for the perfect moment when Bobby's talking. Uh oh. <laughs> it's the There's ultimate gift. Bobby, you're a Raptors fan. Number twenty, Precious Achua. So the Miami Heat. Precious. 
My precious. precious. I'll tell you what. If you if you had told me this, this if the Celtics had drafted Precious, no offense to him, but like I, I'm I'm very happy with the pick they took. I, I love want this the guy. shooter. I don't want bigs. I don't want guys who just are gonna like be the next Rob Williams. They no, already this have is Rob the guy Williams. we wish Robert Williams was. Like I love this guy. I really do. <laughs> oh, and the well, heat get him behind Bam. That's, that's I like kind this of a guy killer. a lot. I thought I thought you were gonna go there with Jimmy was uh, channeling your old Kevin Garnett. Remember when the Celtics picked Fab Mello? Kevin was like, you know, I'm not gonna call a man Fab, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> rest in peace, yeah, Fab Mello. Man by the way. Fab, <laughs> I'm going back to Naismith here uh, again, talking about exactly having the type of person there is. This is a person who does not need to develop any aspect of their NBA game outside of like getting used to defending, obviously, at this level. But like he does exactly what he does. Catch and shoot off the dribble, just shoots. And when you have other people who take the burden of creating shots and dribbling and who draw all of the attention, that's just what you need at times. Just give, yeah. me, the, give me the ball and shoot, you know? Yeah, so now, people, and in a, in a non-star draft, this keeps going back to it because these are developing opinions. We're trying to talk ourselves either into or out of things, right. okay? I'm talking myself into it a little bit because if there's not really a star and there's not a player and you know at 14 you're picking at best, I mean – if you look at NBA drafts, everyone thinks you have unlimited potential because you see some guys go, Giannis go at 13, you know, Donovan Mitchell at 13, and you're like, oh, I want one of those guys. But the reality of it is zero to five are stars or starters. Five mm -hmm. to 10 are fringy starters or rotation players, and literally everything after that is a crapshoot. You're as likely right. to have a guy uh, play meaningful minutes or be out of the league in three years as soon as you get past that. In the, even the 10 to 15 range, 15 to 20, forget about it. So these are fringy picks. If you get a guy who fills a role and can give you rotation minutes at that, it's usually a win. So it's not – you always want – you're hoping to hit an absolute home run with it because you've seen other teams do it. So there's that, do I take the shot at the guy with the highest ceiling or take the guy who I know can do stuff and right, be yeah. a valuable type of player? Right. And that's kind of always where fans sometimes yeah. want the highest ceiling, right. but this it, is the need they had to have. It's like right. when you brought up what Goodman said, right? Oh, Goodman, oh, Goodman loves everyone. What I wanted to say, or at least elaborate better, was the fact that he likes guys who are going to be successful in the NBA, but you don't know how long they're going to be successful, right? Like, like to your point, it could be a four or five year span and then they fall out of the league. But when you have someone who, who who can give you something, the intangible, something that some don't, you know, again, whether it's three-point shooting, whether it's knockdown, a guy who can just come off the bench and score for you. I think one, express the floor, you know, for guys like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think two, it gives the Celtics another option off the bench, something that I think that was just really came up short uh, during the playoffs. You know, you get the juicing up that bench. And three, whether he falls out of the league, you know, three or four years from now, I think the Celtics just have to have that sort of player in their offense just to see how everyone else reacts to it. How is everyone else's offense going to blossom? There's Jalen Brown, which I think he will regardless, but you know, Jalen Brown makes the first all-star team because he's able to score more because there's someone there in the corner that everyone has to worry about and run out and, and, and you know, try to block their shot. You know, like I just think the Celtics having that kind of player out there, whether he's scoring 16 points or he's averaging seven if he's able to average anywhere between a, a three and a half or two or is a constant threat and Brad Stevens is giving him the green line, which I think he will, then that's just going to make the team ultimately better. And I think that in the, in the position the Celtics are in right now, in this position, you just have to answer any void you have on your team or at least the ones that you think can, can, can catapult 
you into becoming a better team. And I think that's what's going to do. You have a knockdown shooter or at least someone who's a constant threat, that's going to make guys better. And I think someone like Jalen Brown uh, in particular, he's just so not done growing in my opinion. And I, yeah. I think he makes that leap. I think he makes a significant leap this year for sure. It's going to be an awesome blossom, I, I think, yeah. Josue. I don't um, know about the NBA Finals, hope. I don't know if that's what you mean by that tone, but – no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not I mean, this is what we got, you know. Like, is, I, sometimes again, you just have to accept it. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it, like you, you said, fireworks. yeah. What's, what, what's Aaron Bain's number? What's IT's number? Yeah. F it. I mean, maybe it also gives you a peek into, you know, if, if, if there's a lot of people out there who still think the Celtics need size and they would be correct. And I'm sure the Celtics understand that they need, that they need size. I wonder if them taking uh, Naismith is sort of a peek into maybe what their offseason plans are about acquiring a big, whether it's through a trade or whether it's somebody that they're they're waiting to see if they're going to hit the free agent market. Willie um, Cauley-Stein, Jimmy. I wasn't going to say it, but I was going to say it. A guy like Willie Cauley-Stein, for example, it, who opted out, who like opted out of his deal today. Um, so, I mean, I think I think there's a little peek into maybe what the Celtics thinking. And I'd like to see – I like to see Naismith go in with, um, you know, a little one-two punch with Marcus Smart off the bench. I think those two could complement each other pretty well. One of the most important um, stats of the night right now, we have Woj tipping 11 picks. Shams coming in at six. Haynes, two. Oh, Haynes. He's getting there, but not quite. Haynes had a couple. So Woj, Woj is... Woj is making Woj. Shams work for it. Woj. I think one year, one year Shams showed up and started to take some of that shit from Woj, and he was like, "Forget about it." Well, Woj had a couple it's... times. Woj literally double. He double dipped. He double tipped a couple times. He had like the fifth pit, and then like twenty eight <laughs> seconds two, later, the two and three pit. came out consecutively. Yeah, yeah. he had he's them. Like, he's like, screw. It. He's like, I know ten. He's like, I know five picks ahead. You want me to say them all? I'll say them all. Woj <laughs> went. Woj went with like he created the, the tweet drafts already. He had him ready to go. He yeah. had him ready. Sometimes it comes down to who's got the quicker the quicker thumbs, you know. So I think Woj went in there and just draft drafted his tweets ahead of time. Notorious, notorious with Woj though is he doesn't have Chicago. So number four comes around and people were waiting a little bit longer for that one. He doesn't have Chicago in his pocket the way he does the other teams. Yeah. Somebody had a good message. They said that when Clay Thompson was coming up, the, the year that Clay Thompson was drafted, everyone in said Thompson's the best pure shooter in this draft. So there was a consensus for Clay Thompson. There appears to be a consensus for Naismith. So there is. I mean I mean, hey, anytime those two guys are in the same sentence, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Unless it's lower body injury lower leg injury. Which it is actually is in this case. But yeah. We still don't know exactly what that is. Uh we're through pick twenty one. Um wow. Guys, what do you say? Should we, should we can we roll through it? Do you want to take a we break? We should just keep it keep it rolling, man. All right, all right, we'll keep at it going. This point. Guys, if you have questions, let us know. So right now, let's see what's the best available. What what do we got left? My AirPods are at ten percent. We still got RJ Hampton on the board at pick twenty two. So Bobby's saying RJ Hunter, but it's not RJ Hunter. <laughs> uh, let me think of who else is out there. Tyro, Tyro Ter- Terry. No, oh, that's a tough one for me. I'm getting a charger. I'm going to let you guys add it for a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to pop for a second. Just talk. Go. Okay. Just the kids. Yeah. Oh, we can't control We can't control You guys can see the comments, right? Cause I, I can't from where I'm at right now, but we got Tyro Terry on the board. Uh, number of wings, Josh green. It's people like that. If they want to go in that direction, 
who else are we talking about here? What do you think of uh, Maxi? The uh, Sixers went with Maxi at twenty. All right, well, yeah. What's with that? So Daryl Morey makes his first pick as 76ers GM, uh, a combo guard, something they need, a backcourt guy who can create a little bit in the pick and roll. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he is not a great pick and roll creator. He's more of an off the bounce scorer. I, I'd compare him a little bit to Eric Bledsoe, who also went to Kentucky. Uh, can defend well. Uh, but, you know, overall, just a late-round, first-round combo guard. He's not a great shooter. He's not a great point guard. He's somewhere in between with athleticism, with some size, and uh, can score a little bit for them. I, I actually think he compares pretty favorably to what they already have there in Josh Richardson. So not a home run by any means for Philadelphia. Just just a rock-solid pick there. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Wow. It's like uh, Daryl Moore is trying to undo – all of like yeah mix up <laughs> those brand. positions a little bit get some guards in there yeah he's trying to undo everything that elton brand did and man <laughs> well <laughs> elton brand is still there to see it by the way yeah but he's you watching know, he all this not, unfold he's, he's not calling the same shots like he used to Terry Moore gives the no new chair out and, and, and he's how, just watching how that conversation unfold. when he comes in and says Hey, by the way, uh, the Al Horford thing you thought that oh yeah, I, I got it done. I got it done. You know what? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that <laughs> was part of the conversation when they hired the dude. Listen, oh, you guys want to get? I'm the only guy who will get Al Horford at, from underneath that contract. You put me in the spot, and I'll make sure he's he's gone before the start of the season. I said, no, nobody's more cucked than Elton Brand in the history of being cucked. I mean, he's just sitting there watching Daryl Moore do whatever he wants with his team, and he's just there watching the whole thing happen too. <laughs> He's just happy to still be employed. Yeah, exactly. We're talking 76ers, John. I know. I was listening. Oh, all right. We were talking Sixers. And, hey, uh, um, one more one more thing on, on Precious. KOC is a, is a huge fan of that pick. He said it was his favorite pick of the draft. So. Precious. Oh, yeah. He went nuts yeah, about Precious. that. Right? I what was are, in on Precious. Yeah, I saw that tweet. He goes, that is the hardest working guy. Miami Heat. Yeah, he's going to fit in with the club, man. That guy. Jeez, look, the Miami Heat favorite fit. Obviously, tonight it's not the best night to talk about it, but by the time we get to the start of the season, when you compare the Celtics team, whatever it looks like compared to the others, man, it's going to be tough for this team. Whether we're talking, I'm not even thinking about Brooklyn. I'm just thinking of whether we're talking about Miami. Just, just start with thinking about Brooklyn. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Bobby. That's what I know, and yeah, and then the Brooklyn Super Team. So I, I do, if we're staying on Philly for one more minute, it's pretty amazing what they put together in the first day. Bobby moving? Or is he frozen on your screens? He's frozen uh, on my screen. He's frozen. I can hear him though. Dead frozen. He, Bobby, Bobby, leave him. Come back. Your screens. He gets some Wi-Fi issues. He wasn't frozen before. He was just blurry. So yeah, he was blurry. Okay. Um, well, there goes our there goes our Sixers our Sixers intel. Our Sixers Raptors uh, <laughs> insider. <laughs> yeah. Who's on the See, clock right now? Who's I'm seeing if anything tipped right now. It's uh, on TV. It's 22, but I think we're past that. Um, Bobby's running out of uh, char- uh, charge here, so we'll just yeah, kind of saw his uh, his message. KOC said Naismith was a fine pick, but better players were available. Ooh, he's not as high on the pick as, as who said that. Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. So he's not O'Connor super had him like twenty-two on his on his big board. Yeah. Well, I guess Danny Ainge doesn't look at his big board. Yeah. Or doesn't care for it, which is fine. Right. 
But um, I mean, but that's the thing though. They wanted that knockdown shooter so badly, and hopefully, it's the right choice. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I think... don't think it's, it's exactly what Bobby was saying, and I was saying the same thing. Obviously, how, you guys know how I felt about you know the Bill. Put the it Bill this Noble way, Josue. Put it this way: if the Celtics passed off on Naismith, right, and they drafted whoever, and all of a sudden they, the oh, yeah. drafts Naismith a couple they would later. Oh, there, that would be the end of it. You know, you passed up on another shooter and, you know, this guy's scoring 25 in the playoffs, yeah. you know, just like last year. You know, what is it with this team? Or what is it with Danny Ainge? I mean, Especially at scores. that spot, too, at 14, and we're going to be like, oh, it's, it's Tyler Hero all over again. Right. Exactly. So, I'm okay with it. I mean, shoot. We'll see. I mean, they have, they have missed on other shooters. We talked about RJ Hunter a few years ago. I mean, that was kind of a massive miss there so i mean they're all i mean carson i like I, yo rj to he had the mechanics but he just didn't have everything else <laughs> that was the problem that was a big shot. uh zeki naji <laughs> oh shams beat sure by like this much oh we're in the late first round now that's when it gets you know people it's up back, for back. back shams is Denver. making Shams is making a, a comeback I think here. Woj, I think Woj is even bored with this draft. Woj is like, man. <laughs> He's like, I'm dropping Vermont tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, right so we got four picks till the draft. Everybody's everybody's guy that they wanted is still there in RJ. Um, so we'll see whether or not that happens. To recap what we've got so far, um, no movement on Gordon Hayward. Uh, Atlanta – Made a curious pick at six, uh, taking another big Akungwu, um to go with Capella and Collins. And that got some people. It got me going uh, you know, about that, about something happening there. Somebody, we, I got John Collins on the brain early today, and now I just can't yeah. get rid of it. Um, yeah, you really yeah, want You were texting him all day. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, all, I've been there all day. Um, you refuse to say the word uh, – uh, what's his name? <laughs> the guy we're talking about who they want to trade. Uh, Precious from Houston. No man, from Atlanta. Oh, Har- Capella. You refuse to say the name. Oh, Capella. Capella. oh no. Uh, so, uh, so, so that happened. <laughs> like that. There. <laughs> there was a thought about the Celtics moving up. That did not happen. Celtics ended up picking at fourteen. Uh, they took a shooter. Uh, who some people like, some people don't. We're trying to talk ourselves into it a little bit. Uh, Aaron no Nesbitt, uh, out of Vanderbilt. Um, and uh, they have two more picks here 26 and 30. Um, still in this draft, I'll tell you what, it feels like it's starting to drag. The, the these last few picks have been crawling. I don't know if that's just me or what, but Cedric Maxwell's calling me. Should I pick this up? Yeah, absolutely. Pick it up. Tell him that you're he's on live. Yo, what up, Max? You're on live right now. <laughs> Right <laughs> yeah, you're on. You're doing a little draft show. On CLNS, man. What do you think of the pick? Let us know. Oh, I love the pick. I'm just more looking at what Anna Horford said to Oh, what you think of that, Max? <laughs> Again, uh, we're on live, Max. <laughs> we are actually on live. Yeah. Like, we're really live. I think that they got the best shooter available. They was the best shooter in the draft. So 
you know, I like that, uh, you know, this pick comes into comes in the NBA helping out the team. Yeah, we were just saying that that, that knockdown shooter, man. That, that when's the last time we saw, saw someone like that for the Celtics? That that wasn't coached by Doc Rivers. I, you know, it's really crazy. Think yeah. about guys who are asking about Collins. Say, what do you know about Collins? Are you uh, are you a little disappointed that something didn't make a move? I know you were you approved. You're one of the few people that approved a potential uh, uh, Marcus Smart trade to Golden State for that number number second number two pick. Well, I you know I, I think this kid was was really special, Wiseman, and he looks the part of, of being that way. And now with the, I think the, the most serious thing. Just asking me to ask you about Collins. That's crazy. You guys, you guys, have, you guys, did you guys talk to Max before this? This is Yo, Max knows something about Collins. What is it? Max came on with us, and we want, we want that he came on. He talked to Nick oh, earlier wow. today on the Garden Report. The mentioned team. something about Collins. Floated it out there. We want to know if Max is hearing it or just thinks it'd be a good idea. I, I'm hearing things, and I didn't hear from Danny. I'm just some of my my little. You know, sources think that this could be the way that, you know, if Atlanta's thinking about moving it, and, and you'd have to think, you know, Joe Sway is a conspiracy guy. And if Joe Sway <laughs> thinks this way, as well, why would the Celtics decide to give a player who had a clear option and swung him today, and they didn't make him decide one way or the other? So if they didn't make him decide, they're giving him an opportunity, I think, to go out and make a deal with another team, which is going to help them. I mean, you think about it. If, if he wanted to go, if, if you were looking and you made an opportunity for Gordon Hayward and Gordon Hayward opted out of his contract, Atlanta has $44 million under the cap. So realistically, he could just go there. You're jacked with him leaving, but I think he wants to give the team that gave him all that money an opportunity to make sign a trade. That's a great point. That's a great point. He didn't do that in Utah, though. Well, in Utah, I just think it was just, you know, he looked at, he looked at the grass on the other side and said, it was greener. I think it was. It was just unfortunate that in his time here, we did not see a healthy Gordon Haywood for his, you know, for, for his run here. I think we only saw what maybe, maybe fifty percent of the time that he was here available in these years that Gordon Haywood has been able to play, and you know, I think that's what made him inconsistent. Uh, one, one of the Celtics. 
One of the Celtics draft and stash options here just went, Bolmaro. Yeah. And who is still alive? But R.J. Hampton with three yeah. picks He might ago. slide into the second round. R.J. Hampton's still there. We'll right see. Now. He's the Brady. Right, Max, let, me, uh, let me call you back after this. Let's make the next pick. Send right, Max a link. Send him a link. Yeah, Max, get, Max get on here. He's just sitting around. We're just we're just hanging. Yeah. Thank God I told him that we're alive. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone a lot of ways. <laughs> no, but you did. I you go from Max going, and again, uh, we are alive. <laughs> these 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 ten to eleven p.m. conversation Max conversations don't usually stay PG. Yeah, no. I was gonna say if he when he calls me at this time, it's like. But then again, it's the draft, so I figured it was yeah, something. Right. I thought it was basketball related, but not so much. No, it was professional, <laughs> so it's good. Everybody, that was a, a nice treat. Hey. Cedric Maxwell, Cedric hey. Maxwell podcast on CLNS Media Network. Cedric was on our on our network earlier today uh, with Nick Gel. So he mentioned Colin's name, and again, when guys like Max mention things. Okay, Max isn't a reporter. He's not going out seeking this information. Sometimes people hear stuff, and they hear stuff from people who just are volunteering information. And he threw out the name John Collins, which, again, seems like a stretch uh, that they would trade someone like that, that Atlanta would uh, trade him for a Hayward or in a package that uh, could include that. But, again, that's where my wheels started going when they picked up that extra big there that seemed a little superfluous with that number six pick. If something might be in the works, who knows? Yeah. And it doesn't mean with the Celtics they could be looking to move Capella or move somebody uh, at some point or another. So we'll see. Uh, we are on pick 24. That's Milwaukee again. R.J. Hampton, uh, Jaden McDaniels, Tyler Bay, Trey Jones among the top names available. Uh, I know we've been talking about RJ. Bobby, you like any of these other guys? Tyro Terry was the other guy. I like. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. New Orleans, Bobby. Sorry, bud. New Orleans is apparently picking RJ Hampton, according to Shams, at 24. Oh. Not stunning. Sorry, they need, they need a weed, They need a weed guard ball handler after the Drew Holiday situation. So uh, now all eyes on Tyro Terry. Do you double dip with that shooter? One guy shooting 52% in college, the other guy shooting 45% in college from three. Uh, that's a real possibility here. I'm going to uh, quick update here. Uh, Chris Haynes, a uh, few seconds ago um, on uh, uh, Clay Thompson, significant Achilles injury. Uh, MRI schedule for tomorrow. It sounds like, by all accounts, people are tiptoeing around this. It sounds like he ruptured his Achilles Don't on his here. right on his that's, after that's after ACL surgery on his left and look this sucks man because ACL you come back from and now I mean obviously the medicine is so good people bounce back and they're 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 they're, they're almost a hundred percent within a year that Achilles is a freaking killer for a basketball player man it, that that just that just takes your that cuts years off your career you know right, um, right. yeah you know so who who knows what could have been with the Warriors? A that changes people... everything. That team was a contender, you know? Yeah, they were a contender. Uh, but that Durant thing strikes first, and that's the first chip away at a dynasty. And people thought that they would be the team for 10 years. Uh, you thought that they might bounce back. Now, all of a sudden, does this just spiral and spiral and spiral? And, you know, Steph Curry becomes available at some point. If Clay Thompson's career could be in jeopardy with an injury like this, you definitely think that could be a possibility. Uh, 
who knows what could happen with that team going forward. So I'm not surprised they took James Wiseman and just did what they were going to do anyway tonight. It didn't act too rash. Uh, but you you keep an eye on that team now because their fortune just changed drastically. James Wiseman, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, that's a bottom half playoff team in the West at best. Uh, so they have some serious decisions to make there. Yeah. I mean, what makes it what makes it tough is that they probably still believe that Clay Thompson can make a, a you know a recovery and a return. I'm sure that they probably think that they're still talented enough to compete when healthy. So I'm sure that they're not like jumping at the at the you know blow up rebuild mode with that sign. One of my favorite draft things in the world, the NBA. It's so stupid, but. When you know you when you know another team already owns a draft pick and they still make you put on the other team's hat, you know. So yeah. RJ Hampton's sitting there on a couch and they, they, throw, they throw a freaking Bucks hat on him and he's just like looking around. He's like, I, you know, I'm not a Buck, right? He's you know? not a Pelican either. He is going to the Denver Nuggets now. And he went to the grade. Nuggets. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, Hampton's going to the Nuggets. Speaking of the Nuggets, the Celtics really wanted him. I thought that was a team that could have got him. I thought that was a team that Celtics could have could have contacted about Gordon, but clearly they didn't have much interest because I think that would have been. I said that earlier. Yeah, I said that earlier. They were definitely. They have to move some of these guys here. They have to consolidate here. Whether it's between uh, Gary Harris, Will Barton, I thought the Celtics could have easily, you know, got in the middle of that, pull those guys off their hands, and send them send them Hayward. I was thinking in New Orleans, too, because they have a guy, Derek Favors, a guy, J.J. Redick, who are free agents that could move oh, on yeah. there. Uh, so, Drew got moved. That's what I was thinking, too, yeah. Yeah, so you potentially swap your free agents there, consolidate things a little bit in New Orleans, give them a big-time guy on the wing. Like, I still look at Hayward and say he has value. So Max is talking about this stuff, and if Hayward flexes his leverage here and says, I want to get the Celtics something in return – Again, I don't know why he would do that for Boston where he didn't do that for Utah. Remember, there was a lot of talk in the jazz corners when he left Utah of the Celtics OSJ Crowder now. And the Celtics were just like, no, we're just signing him. So Atlanta could do the same thing here if Hayward's down for it. But if he suddenly has a change of heart and is like, I owe Boston something, I guess. (laughs) But again, Boston's going to have to give up a little something more than just Hayward for John Collins. Like, that's lot. not just a giveaway. Yeah, a lot more. Is that a guy you trade Marcus Smart for? Let's discuss that one. I mean, I'm crazy about John it. John would say yes. You know where I'm I am crazy. on Smart. I, I think I, I, you know, I think about it. I my, think my, about my it. idea on Smart is this: he has terrific value. He's a definite heart and soul guy. You know, uh, all of the intangibles and all that, and everybody knows it. But if any team out there <laughs> just truly, truly thinks that like he's worth a lot or something something else of value to you you look into it you know um but you know that would be tough I just, yeah i just think uh someone like collins i'm not uh, i don't know the cons are solid don't get me wrong i, I just think the yeah is marcus smart more valuable here than most places absolutely but you you're taking a huge part of the, of the team's identity when you when you remove him and, and i think uh he sort of emerged into uh the unofficial captain of this team and i think that that's a uh, that rings true that whole what happened in the playoffs and how he was and, and guys who, you know, support him and Jalen Brown speaking out after the fact. And all right, all right. Whatever was said, Here know. we go. We, we have made it to the 26th pick. Emmanuel quickly goes 25. So we're yep. talking. We're on the clock here. We're on the Twitter Ty- clock. Yeah, we're talking Tyro Terry here, Josh Green, Wings Galore. 
uh, at this spot for Boston. Not a lot of big men left. I think that's something that's going to be kicked back here. I think you're going to see another wing or Theo Maladon, the guy I uh, mentioned earlier, is a draft and stash guy. He could be there at 30. So you might want to work on him. But quite a few guys that we dreamed of being there at 26 have gone off the board since. Uh, so it's thin here. Do you double dip on the shooter, Tyrell Terry guy, Aiden McDaniels, Isaiah Joe, all kind of six eight guys. Are who any of them better threes. than Semi Ojale in a couple of years? Yes, I would say so. Desmond Dane, one of those guys, anyways, because you have to you have to answer that that void. That's next, yeah. right? Yeah, De- Desmond Bain in particular is a guy who shoots forty four percent from three guards at that position. Uh, he could be the guy here, if I was guessing. Uh, he was ranked 19th on Kevin O'Connor's board, and we're here at 26. So I think it makes a ton of sense. Uh, fills those two positions on the wings. Like, yeah, you got a number of guys here, John, who I think can be better than Semi Ojale, who was a second round pick and filled that role. Uh, so they have a lot of options here in terms of uh, wing defenders, wing guys who can shoot threes. I think they're splitting hairs here between quite a few guys. Jaden McDaniels. Uh, Tyrell Terry, who's not as good of a defender as those other guys, but is probably the second best shooter in this draft uh, if I had to rank my pure shooters here. So do you sacrifice a little bit of defense to get an even better shooter here? Or do you go with one of these 3 and D wing guys? I think you're going to see a wing guy uh, here and then you know do that draft and stash option at 30. But here we are, John. They're using all three picks, it looks like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, see what they, it, it, they, they literally did everything we said. You, whatever you do, you can't take all three picks. They just can't. It just can't happen. And here we are. We're taking all three picks. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of Mc, a lot of, uh, lot of love on the chat for uh, Terry. McDaniels. Terry and McDaniels here. So we will see. We're, we're waiting it out. Again, Celtics entered the night with three picks. We didn't think it was wise for them to take him. Neither did really anybody. Danny Ainge, by all accounts, Danny Ainge um, desperately did not want to take draft three players tonight. Uh, move up, out, forward, whatever. Uh, someone asking if we're doing a free agency show on Saturday. I would love to. Uh, and it's possible we will be doing stuff over the weekend as well, Julian. So, yes. Um, but... Um, but yeah, it's become more interesting free agent players if Hayward walks too, and offering 10 million to a guy. But we'll get to that, yeah. So we are waiting here again. Um, oh, Nico yeah. Mannion, I see that name in the comments too. That's an interesting one. He's a he's a burst scorer at the guard position, not a pure point guard, but that guy scored a ton for Arizona at the guard spot. I see him as a second rounder, uh, but he, he's at play here too. So let's see what they do here. Xavier Tillman, well, Michigan, here's, Michigan they're State. Taking a lot of time. So anytime you go deep, you know that the they're desperately trying to move. You know, um, I, I found what's interesting in this first round: seven centers, and many of them went high. Uh, you had three in the first ten, I believe. So that center position was popular tonight. Malachi Flynn, someone mentions him. He's a he's a good lead point guard, facilitator off the bench, pick and roll distributor. Uh, 6'1", smaller, skinnier, but he's a creator, San Diego State. He's a good guy here. Wouldn't hate seeing that at all. Do you want to see more wing or uh, point guard behind Kemba here, John? I, You know, it's again, it, it, at this point in the draft, I just – we have to be realistic. What you're, you're getting a guy that 
is is most likely a DNPCD most most nights, you know. Yeah. So so well, again, except I, at that point, guard I don't position. want to make these picks at all, Bobby. I really don't. Oh, and here we go. Peyton Pritchard is going to the Celtics Peyton at number twenty six. So let me tell you about Peyton Pritchard. This is uh, one of those guys from Oregon who was ball in his hands all the time, point guard, shooter off the dribble, was doing everything for Oregon, a creator. Uh, he was the center of the offense there at uh, Oregon for quite a few years and led some very good teams there. Uh, that kind of goes back to this thing you see with Danny Ainge of enjoying guys who succeed at the highest level at the college game. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his, huh. I'm trying to pull up his page here, but we're talking about a point guard uh, who can shoot off the dribble, who can create a bit here, and um, th that's what they're going with at 26. All right. Well, we we mentioned point guard is one of the possibilities, and here you have it. Um, again, you're looking at uh, likelihood that Wanamaker is not around next year, and really you're <laughs> looking at you know uh, Tremont Waters uh, here, you know. Uh, as as the Carson. as the deep bench point guard type player, uh, Bobby. From what you know of of Pritchard, uh, compare him to. I mean, he's a different type of player is Tremont, but if those guys are fighting out for those for that spot there, I mean, is this is is this Pritchard's? Yeah, I'd say he's so because he's a first rounder. But I mean, he's a scorer, which is the key. A lot of these guys on the Celtics bench were struggling to put up ten points last game. We would get thrilled when Brad Wanamaker would put up that amount. Uh, so I would certainly say so. He he is that guy who comes in and can put the ball in every spot, a spot on the floor. Uh, it's got to be split There's there between him and Romeo Langford when they come back, and when he comes back ultimately to see which one of those guys can score and defend at a higher yeah. rate because we know Stevens is going to go with the defender there. But again, the theme of the night, add offense, add bench scoring. That's what Ainge is trying to do at a high level here. Well, that's what we got. So we've taken two picks now. and The Watermaker's definitely gone. Yeah. 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 You need roster yeah, spots for these guys, and he's a free agent. Uh, so that might be part of the thinking here as well. Peyton Pritchard, number 26. Nobody had him uh there this is a guy who was in uh second rounds in a lot second of mocks right Bobby? Yeah. yeah i had him in my second round as well he was one of the guys on the end edge that i thought about so he's definitely borderline i see sam Vicini here has him 37 but you know this is a guy who is a bigger version of Carson Edwards, I would say. He's older. He's another guy who has experience four years in college. Uh, shot 42% from three last year, so he's a shooter off the dribble. Gets into the lane. I just remember this guy watching him at Oregon, being a guy who was just a relentless scorer, who was always looking for his shot. The ball was always in his hands. And, you know, this is a guy I recognize, John. Like, this isn't a guy I'm like, oh, let me dig deep and this guy. Right. He's on national TV a lot. He was on great teams during his year. He was the center of everything they were doing there. So he's another guy who's developed, who is what he is at this point, and comes in and plays and is ready to go. So to answer your question, I think he will be the guy off the bench who's playing. All right. So we got one more pick here. And again, I, it, you know, you wonder whether this is a, a bump it into the second round sort of situation here. I mean, maybe maybe they reached a little bit on this guy Pritchard with with the idea that they're hoping to trade out of that thirtieth pick, right? Maybe that maybe that's part of it. I st I still think you're stashing that at this point um, with a guy like Theo Maladon who's still there. 
But man, uh, <laughs> nothing crazy the here. The comments like, are not kind to Peyton Pritchard. I will say that nobody's jumping for joy at Pritchard here. He's he is what he is. <laughs> Where we got another pick here that is, is he what it now? is. Is yeah, he, he played four years. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember Juwan Johnson was a senior. I don't know if they could. Oh, and. Um, I mean, we've done this. It's done this before, you know. You want to do it? The, the, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. And you, you know where it did work for him? The, the Tony Allen, Durante West year, you know. Um, where you grab guys who are, you know, th- you know, three and four year, you know, players. Um, hey, I mean, if you get that, great. But backup point guard. I mean, it, it is. I guess it technically is a position of need, right? I mean, so, but you're not even counting on hitting. You're not even counting on hitting at this point. But like I said, is these guys, the, the, this late left, these are these are washouts. You know, I mean, this is why nobody wants these picks. So, <laughs> I mean, so this- this was Vicini on Pritchard. He called him one of his favorite players in college hoops last year. Uh, he voted him third on his player of the year ballot for all of college basketball and said his fearlessness and overall toughness really makes me want to buy in. I like him as a potential backup point guard that can obviously get hot enough to close games for, te- close games for teams in his prime. But to get beyond that level, he's going to have to improve his passing and his defensive ability. Uh, given the competitive attitude, I'd expect he's going to play in the NBA for a long time. Yeah. Uh, KOC had him as his 33rd overall prospect, Kevin O'Connor. Uh, understands how to control the game with his dribble and his voice. Remember last? Remember in the playoffs? Remember in the bubble they were talking about the voice? When Miami, when Miami was so much more vocal than they were, interesting. Yeah. But anyway, um, smart decision maker makes accurate passes. Doesn't force the issue. If he drives, he won't force a shot. Kick it out. Relocate. Knockdown shooter. Uh, movement off the dribble suggests he can be a dynamic offensive weapon. Solid ball handler. Won't necessarily break down defenders, but has good ball control. Limits turnovers. High effort on ball and off ball defender who could become pesky. A pesky defender. If he maximizes his limited athleticism, so like you guys are gonna say, this guy goes at this guy goes out shots, doesn't draw a lot of fouls, undersized, limited defender. So that's it. I mean, that's you basically summed up late first round picks. I mean, right? That's so. what you get in the late first round. Hey, maybe, you're maybe either getting an athletic project I mean, or you're getting a guy who can ball but has limited athleticism. That's that's what you're picking from. Hey. My favorite is when you get those comparisons. This guy, um, he's, he's somewhere between, like, kind of like a uh, a Paul George or like a Vaughn Wafer. It's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the two completely different skill levels. Like, what? Vaughn Wafer. Hooray, we got a pesky defender. <laughs> you, you, you're really getting into the spot oh. you talk about it, John, where, you know, everybody has their guy at this point. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if they're ranked 50th or they're ranked 40th on all kinds of different boards. Like, teams just find their favorites at this spot. Yeah. And you know who – Danny has done this. 25 so through 45 is the same freaking – It's you know, it's – right. You know, this is such a Danny Ainge pick. You know who Danny Ainge sees in Peyton Pritchard? Danny Ainge. He's done this so many times. <laughs> Yuri, this guy Welsh. Is- Yuri Welsh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse number. <laughs> worse number. Yeah, number. So proud about that. He's like, here you go. <laughs> I saw I saw Yuri Welsh in uh, in in, in a, like the day after we got him from Cleveland. 
I saw him in the Atrium Mall in Chestnut Hill, uh, just walking around. And like I recognized him, and nobody else knew who he was yet. And I barked his name out at him, and he like he was like he, he <laughs> was assaulted. I was with I my wife like and girlfriend at the time. I was like, Gary, welcome to Boston. He was like, Gee. I, I forget the, the exact way, but Yuri Welsh did lead, somehow lead to Rajon Rondo in like a very long, twisted, bunch of trades way. So we do have that for Yuri Welsh to thank. So that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, take it. I, lo I love your guys' old Celtic stories. Like, we think the draft's bad now. Like, you guys go back to days where <laughs> it oh, was just absurd. Oh, nothing will top Jerome Moisa. Moisa was bad. This guy went six. This guy was. Can you imagine if the Celtics drafted a a modern day Moiso instead of like Marcus Smart or instead of Jalen Brown? Jeez. I hope. Mercer at third. I hope I don't live the. I hope I don't live the day to say you guys should I hope I don't live to say ooh that Romeo Langford pick was and then. <laughs> Romeo Langford. Yeah. Well, it began with um. Uh, there's it go. It's worse than that. Michael Smith was a really bad one. Uh, I remember growing up BYU uh, number eleven overall. And then the last thing Red Arback ever did was forcing the Forte. issue on um on Forte. Oh, is that right? On, on, Kedrick Brown Red? was an awful one too. Wait, wait, wait. Kedrick Brown was awful. But Red, Red was in love with Joe, For Joe, Joe Forte out of North Carolina, and everyone's like, all right, let him have him. And they drafted him, <laughs> and he didn't play a freaking second. Yo, that dude terrible. used to just chill, and, and this is before. And they were like, you're going to go hang out up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had that. His jeans were bigger than mine. And he would just be chilling. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Joe Forte. I, I think that dude suited up maybe three times that year. And that was the year yeah. the Celtics went to the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and one of my least favorite ones ever for no reason at all, just because the second he walked in, I was like, this guy's freaking clueless, was J.R. Giddens. <laughs> J.R. Giddens, I was like, yeah. oh, my <laughs> God. That was like, you're on a championship team. Wake up. Like, come on. He was, he was 2009 right after the championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so obviously you're picking 32 at that point because you won the championship, so you're not expecting anything. And as well, that guy walked in, I was like, this guy doesn't have a freaking clue how to play basketball. Oh, to me, that dude was like, like taking pictures and asking autographs after the games. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're coming up. He was so happy to just be there. Right? Be on the court. He's like, wow. And then James Young. Someone mentions James Young. That's a that's an all-timer. For Okay, this is Jimmy. Dave, Jimmy James can Young, share. That's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> Jimmy can share my pain here. Jimmy shares my pain. We worked at we worked at CSN. You know now NBC Sports Boston. I worked at CSN for ten years, and I had to combat these freaking green teamers <laughs> who could not give up on a player. So for two and a half years, I keep hearing how James Young's gonna be something, and I'm just like, guys, enough already. <laughs> this is not you know, happening. it's not happening. <laughs> You have to stop this there was, madness. There was one James Young cannot play basketball. There was one James Young game against Charlotte too, where they were down like twenty, and he comes in and hits about four shots in the row. And I can remember Tawny screaming and yelling, Gorman saying, "They found the guy! Here he is! This is the scorer!" The Garden's going crazy, and that was the end of James Young after one good game. <laughs> Well, he beat out RJ. Yeah, that was big, 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 big
you beat out RJ for the last spot. Remember, that was the big showdown. Who's going to make the You're team, right. RJ or, or James? Oh, Young? RJ fizzled out faster than anyone, and he was I a mid-first like, rounder. Oh. He was late, and everyone was like, if they took yeah. RJ where they took that, you'd actually feel good about it, you yeah. know? And it was like, right. they, we thought we got a steal, you know? Yeah, but remember the following year when they drafted Rozier? Oh, you could have got this guy at 28 or whatever, and they got him at 14. Yep. So yeah, here we are again. We're, we're we're coming up on thirty, and a lot of the guys we talked about at twenty six are oh, still this there. This is the worst one of all. Juwan Johnson is is a thousand daggers to the heart because the story there was a dead split, a dead split in the draft room between him and Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler. And, and everybody was a coin. It was like arguments in this in the war room between the two, and half the half the faction wanted that, and Danny was in love with the idea of the stretch four and Jawan and another guy, and he went they went with Jawan over Jimmy Butler and to that day it's it haunts them every single day of their lives. Hey, that was the year they went Johnson and Etwan Moore, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was the year where the Celtics squeezed out one more run. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals and fell they they had a three two uh excuse me three yeah three two lead against the Heat and they blew it. Oh uh, that was that was painful being there, game six in the garden. Oh, you were there. So, so, so what are they going to do here? Like, are we adding three players to the roster? Sending something? There's got to be something more here. Uh, again, that's what we don't know. But right now, it is eerily quiet on on on, on Celtics Twitter about no. potential movement. Nothing curious no. has happened no. yet that would lead you to believe that they're something's in the works right like there isn't something like this except for atlanta drafting the 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 third big that doesn't fully make sense to me but nobody said anything about that this is probably just something in my own head i don't see anything right now that that seems to be that that there's any movement with any of these players i just want because i know you can do it but you're just gonna keep picking and picking and picking and we're talking again if hayward leaves nine or ten players on this roster being first second or third year players and only about four veterans on this team i don't know how you go forward with that even if you hit on these guys and you know one of them might be a hit in naismith pritchard's looking like you know a decent player now you're coming up on 30 with you know, decent talent there. Like, you're not looking at substantial upgrades off the bench here. Like, these are, you know, marginal upgrades, and you still you still have questions about the core. Like, there's, there's got to be something. There may not be, but there's got to be something Bobby. going on here. This is what happens. Look, it's not the end of the world. I, 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 think, I think the Celtics most likely – I feel like Bobby just found out Santa Claus doesn't exist. He's, he's – <laughs> What? Well, let's go back to the day that we look ahead. Oh, like I, just, I just can't believe it. Like this is what happens. <laughs> let's go back to the. Let's this go back is to more the normal than not. Yeah, yeah exactly. They usually really mess this up, Bobby. This is better. <laughs> let's go back to the day where they picked up all these picks from the the Kings and whoever else here. Grizzlies way back with that Jeff Green trade. I can't believe that just cashing out now. By the way, did we look ahead and say? There's 10 picks in the future. They're going to use all 10 of them or however many it is. It's hard to count after all these years. And they, you know, they did cash in on the last Brooklyn pick, but they have used quite a few more of these than I think we expected. Oh, God. I guess that's, we've we've reached the, we've reached the, 
one of Bain or Tillman is going to be there when they pick. So hooray, we did it. Portion of Celtics Twitter, and I just I'm I'm not here for this anymore. <laughs> Are you? This, this feels like Dave. I'm here in body only. I checked out 20 minutes ago. I'm one of those. No, John. If this was if this was 2019, I would have been that guy saying Grant Williams is on the board. But we stood there with yeah. those four rookies last year, and we're just like, huh, we're doing this, huh? Like, Or it was five rookies when you include Taco and you know throwing Javante Green. It was six. And now all of a sudden you're adding four more? There's going to be ten? You're getting rid of some of these guys, but upwards of ten? All those kids. Chris, Christmas is going to be awesome with all these kids, you know? Oh, geez. Just what are we doing? You know, <laughs> this roster is so young and inexperienced. It's unbelievable. You almost have to just hope that's, that that's my issue. guys like Romeo is going to see these new guys come in and be like, wait a minute, you're not taking my spot, bro. Like, I got this. So let's, let, let's look at like, that's, hey, it. it's a- that's what we said. That's, that's what we said in the playoffs. There's not enough depth, there's not enough veterans to come in. All right, that thirtieth pick's coming in, but I got something to say after it. Oh, do we have it? Uh, it's coming in any minute now. I think they're there now because Mal- Malachi Flynn just went to Toronto at twenty nine, so the Celtics are on the clock. Uh, I guess I'll just squeeze it in quick here. We were talking about Hayward's potential sign and trade being splitting one player into multiple different medium sized contracts. Now you're talking about signing three rookies where you really only had three roster spots to open. Like something's got to give here and forget about a Hayward leaving and this being the situation. I'm out on the team. If that's the way this is going, you get a trade. Celtics beat guy. (laughs) He's out. If that's that's the way this goes. You killed him. Now, again, I'm not going to kill them for something they haven't done. You know, they're joking about the whole Toronto thing, right? They're not really going to send it to Toronto, right? I think it was Nick that said that. Nick, Nick was like, "Hey, maybe we work something out." I'm like, "Wait, wait, don't don't tell Bobby that. He's gonna actually think you're serious." I, I no, but Santa, Bob, Santa just got ruined again. Yeah, you do bring this up the origin of concern. He's not even getting started in this business, and you're just you guys are just cutting cutting his legs out here. <laughs> oh man, let's see what's coming at thirty. Boston is moving the 30th pick, according to Woj. Trade. For, 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 for two second rounders. <laughs> Probably. That's what we said they were going to do. Oh, let's get, even, let's get even more players. Let's yeah. make it right. Let's, <laughs> let's start putting like, them on main. Unreal. I'm, be a future I can't believe they really did this. I can. I told you they would do this. Without- you were right. Yep. Oh, man. All right. Yep. So now you got to address the center somehow uh, in free agency or via trade. If, again, I'm waiting for the next thing. I was waiting for it last year and it never came, but I'm, I'm still waiting for the next thing that's going to follow this. There are so many players on this team. Whew. They're going to get literally nothing for this 30th pick. They have to trade it. That's what I'm saying. You trade for a future. It's going to be one of those like it's a it, it's it, it's a second, but it can convey to a first if such and such sort of things. You right. Know, they had that, like that, Minnesota, that, 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 though, right? You're not talking about this trip. No, like a future where it'll be yeah. like it'll be a second unless the team finishes in the bottom fifteen or something. Then it turns into a first or something like that. You know. 
right, yeah, right. No, like absolutely. one of those. They, they've done that. I think it was Minnesota they did that with, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but it goes back to what I said. Uh, I think that's why they may reached on Pritchard because they kind of knew that they weren't going to have an opportunity to, to pick him at 30 or, or whatever. And so it all circles back. 30 is Memphis. going to the Memphis Grizzlies. He doesn't even say for what. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing. The return doesn't matter. They're just they're just trading it. <laughs> just taking. Well, let's wait on details and then we'll kind of put a bow here um on all of it. But that's what happened. We're looking at a trade um with the 30th pick. Maybe for Morant. Morant, I think, probably. That's likely. But they trade the 30th pick. They after making their selections at 14 and 26. 14, they took a shooter, Aaron Naismith, out of Vanderbilt. Mixed reaction. Some people really like it. Um, he's a specialist. He's a scorer. 23 points per game, 52% from three. Uh, was hurt uh, last year, but he should be fine. Then at 26, bit of a reach with Peyton Pritchard, point guard out of Oregon. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people had him kind of as a fringy, more of a second-round pick. Um, fills a need, I guess, uh, offensive player, limited athleticism, uh, can score pesky defender. It's, that's what we got. It's pretty uninspired right now. Like, I, I don't know if I'm, am I, my, my, the tone of my voice is kind of giving it away, but this seems, <laughs> gonna, this seems to be the mood. So the, the context of this is going to be important for me. If they find a way to keep Hayward around, if they find a reasonable way to move him, I uh, like our John Collins scenario, whatever that is. Like, the salary, right? I think reasonable about the out the window now. I mean, let's face it. If he gets moved, the Celtics are going to get screwed. You know. So what are we talking about here next year? We're talking about Brown, Tatum, this, Smart. This right here could be a salary dump, though, right? Hamill's back says futures. Future pick. That's all I said. Future pick, but you could be tying a salary to this as well. Uh, right? Vincent Por yeah. Vincent Porley, like Vincent, maybe. I know yeah. I know Cantor hasn't opted in yet, so I don't know if that could happen down the road. Like after he whatever happens there, opt in and 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 send. But I could see this was something people talked about too, is tying a salary to one of these things and just getting rid of the pick and the salary and just shipping it out all in one shot. And there, yeah. there goes there goes Desmond Bain to Memphis. Let's hope that's not uh, who, who's your guy in Memphis already that the swipe them from the Celtics. You know, yeah, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Clark. Yes, the guy I wanted instead of um, instead of oh, Williams last Clark, year. Yeah. I, I I threw stuff last year when that happened. We were Johnny talking is... about him all year long. That that bugged me. That's just the perfect perfect guy at that spot in the draft because it's instant. Energy, athleticism, just what you kind of needed there. I and I just I didn't get it. Brandon Clark. That's what I said. That. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Clark. So uh, watch Desmond Bain become the next uh, third guy in rookie of the year for Memphis. Uh, here we are. Not inspiring. Is this is this your two steps back for one step forward plan? No, it's the other way around. One step back, two steps forward. Otherwise, you're going backwards. But oh, I, I don't know. Right. That they, I don't know. <laughs> you'll, ne then you'll never get where you want to go. <laughs> oh, that, that actually could. That could be what this move ends up being. Oh, okay, man. He's just going around. <laughs> that was a, that was a Fro Freudian slip. No, there. it's fine. Um, 
it's not the, the, the trading Hayward to secure something that can put you in a position to do something else down the road is the one step back to take a couple steps forward. Didn't happen. Um, you know, so they ended up doing what we kind of thought was possible, if not probable, hard to make trades. None of this stuff really had any value. Um, they, 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 they got a decent player at 14. They got whatever at 26 and nothing really to be super inspired by. We'll see. This is, this has nothing to do with what the team is going to be like next year. Most of the excitement is going to come in the next couple of days here yeah. uh, with the Hayward and whatever that's going to trigger. So you're going to really have a clear picture. I mean, that's the whole ball game. He opts in and you run it back or you, you find some sort of trade and you're kind of, you're doing a half rebuild on the fly. You're retooling parts of your roster, building around a core. That's what this team is. It's a run it back for a year or kind of making some changes on a fly on the fly. And um, I think these moves look fine. If you run it back, like you, you have your shooter off the bench, you have your bench point guard in Pritchard and you still have the best top four in the NBA. If you can retain Hayward. So I'll be perfectly fine with this draft. If, they're keeping this, but what are, what are you doing if you have half? It's not even half contention and half future anymore. It's like, you know, one fifth of the roster is guys that move the needle, and then the rest is just you, you're casting young guys and hopeful future careers. All along, man. Like, that's the thing about this team. Like, all season long, it was like this team is so top heavy. Well, it, ma- it made that's sense bad. last year. It People made sense last bad. year. They made what? It made sense last year because you didn't know Kemba was coming. Irving, all those guys were walking out the door. So it's like, all right, we're not contending anymore. Let's get a bunch of young guys and just see what happens here. Now Kemba comes. You make the East Finals, and your your needle's back toward the finals. And you, you do the same thing on draft night. Well, they, 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 they well, have the problem is that, that core hasn't improved. And, of course, none, neither is the second unit. So overall, I mean, we're not going to look – we're not seeing a better team, whereas most of the top teams in the East have improved. I yeah, mean, I that's think, the other issue. The East gets tougher. I think, you know, the next week or so, like John said, it's going to tell a lot. I mean, the roster you see tonight isn't going to be the roster you see. The I roster's full. So, yeah, you got to you gotta find a way to move some stuff yeah, to do gonna, anything. They're going to have to move some of those end of, end of the bench type holes. And I think they need to bring in a couple of low-cost veterans yeah, to shore up, shore up the bench and, and shore up some of those role players because you can't and, count on the – unfortunately, you can't count on the second-year guys, I don't think, at this point. And certainly you can't count on the rookies without seeing what you've got. So they definitely need to add a couple of, of you know low-cost veterans to the mix. The Celtics have to see they have, they have to roll a dice on some of these guys. And, and let's, let's face it, one of the guys that I think that – uh, the Celtics just want no part of, and they haven't shown any inches of it because they, they would have had him already. And that's DeMarcus Cousins or, you know, other guys in the past. Like, the guy who you're not going to have to throw the bag at, but the Celtics aren't going to consider that, right? And I'm not saying that if they don't, then they're, that they're foolish. But doesn't Danny have to take a risk with some of these guys? Like, whether it's uh, DeMarcus or another veteran who the Celtics never take never uh, take a flyer on, unless it's, you know, uh, March and they're desperate. Let's take a flyer score before the season starts, as opposed to like, you know, taking a flyer on all these young guys and deciding whether they, they belong in Maine or not. Like this is going to be the third year in a row where we have a, a really, really good championship uh, Maine team, but the Celtics team just hasn't been able to put together at least two solid guys from those te- from from that Maine team that can contribute right away. <laughs> what do you do with Taco Fall? Oh, shut up. I can't do this. You're going to make the all-star team in in freaking Maine. That's the thing. 
Those are the guys who talk about anymore. <laughs> we moved on to the tackle. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Honestly, Rashford, you take your bet. When I can't it comes do to taco tonight. I can't. When it comes to Volker in the second unit, you take your you, you you try to mold someone like Romeo, and <laughs> the, the your top pick in this draft is Shooter. Let's let's see it. You know, let's put him in there. You know, and you work from there. But Hayward, I mean. Hayward walks. That's another. That's another hole, and it's, it's looking. It's looking. That's looking like that's going to be the case. All right. I I, gen, I generally like the picks they made tonight. Sign me up oh, for cousins. Of course Sign you do. Me up for it's it's just where does all this stuff go? There's let's we got 14 players under contract, one free agent, two draft picks, potentially using a mid-level extension, so you get to 17 there. Two two-way players make it 19. And, you know, a second-round pick here, we're talking about moving around 20 players right now. It's like, wh- where does all this stuff go? There's not enough locker locker room spots. In the, in the- it's going to be like training camp where they have four guys sitting down on the ground with their bags just in the middle of the room. <laughs> Again, can't kill them for what they haven't done yet. There's... Two days until free agency and trades are opening up now, and the Hayward situation needs to be settled tomorrow. So, you know, we'll react to that when it comes. All I can say now is I like those picks. You know, they're decent picks at 14. Uh, talking right now, now um, talking about Gordon. He said he's not going to talk about other people's decisions. It's his option, it's their option, it's their choice. We'll see how it all plays out. So, it doesn't have any insight there on what doesn't going sound on. great. It doesn't, but, you know, Brad, again, on the team, we'll see how the team fills out. But what we wanted to do tonight was pick guys we thought could compete for time and compete to add value to winning. We got two guys who are gym rats. Put the ball in the basket. We'll be excited to get here and work. Um, That seems accurate. (laughs) Brad Stevens, what a Brad quote. Uh, When you get, where'd it go? When you can get, when you can put the ball in the basket, that certainly is a benefit. Talking yep. about nature. Yep. All right. So we're gonna hear from some of these guys tonight. I think we're gonna wrap this up. We've been going for a bit. Thank you guys yeah. uh, for hanging um, this whole time. We we know what we know, and we got the most viewers we've had all night in here right now. I feel bad to leave, but we're out of gas because um, yeah, that's what happened last time. <laughs> right when the draft started, it was packed in here. No, I know. So well, not uh, packed actually. Oh, no, it's great. I appreciate everybody who hung out here with us. It was fun. What, Jimmy? One, I can't read one, that. One, I don't think that one thing. Keith, Keith I even tried to look too. Keith, Keith, can you, you guys just read it? Forget. No, Keith Smith. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like seven lines of freaking copy on that thing. You think we could read that? Well, let me read. Then let me read it. I think Boston may have gotten a future first round pick from the Utah Jazz in the deal with Memphis. It's got some weird protections on it. Working to confirm. Also, Vincent Poirier. Poirier's in it. To yeah. As well. I just saw it. There goes a roster spot. And he was on a French radio show complaining about his playing time and calling Stevens out. So, like, he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know, his defense, he, he better play. say that it was uh, it was lost in translation. We're like, nah, yeah. bro. Way, yeah, the, the vibes were there. You, you meant what you said. <laughs> you know, you know your French, Joe You know your French. I mean, <laughs> I did grow up in a neighborhood with a lot of Haitians. <laughs> you know the tone. You know when someone's upset. <laughs> no, yeah. <that's> 
Uh, oh, we have gone off the rails. What a night. John <laughs> predicted it to a T. They didn't use all three, but it was close. Yeah, well, I, I said we, we, we might kick one of them out, and that's what they did for a future. So it is what it is. Um, but whatever, you had to do that. You had, you had too many bigs. You couldn't bring them all back um, there. You know, it, it just wouldn't have made any sense. So, uh, you know, Poirier, that's, that makes sense. And again, you're getting nothing in that 30th pick. So talk about another guy that we broke down to a T last year, projected all this future use for, and now he's gone. <laughs> so I, this, I'll just close it with this. So the Celtics trade their their thirtieth pick for a bag of basketballs, and then at the thirty first pick, the Mavericks select Tyrell Terry, who KOC calls the steal of the draft. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Yeah, between between Bain and uh, Terry, and then they go in order at thirty and thirty one. And, and we're dumping, we're dumping poorly air. And those are the guys that everyone wanted at 26, you know. And then they took uh, Peyton Pritchard, who's again this pick. This pick isn't aging well, and it was only made like 15 minutes ago. And, again, we don't know. Like we don't know any of it. It just sucks. Like Peyton you know, Pritchard, like some old school actor. You're literally giving your picks away because you didn't man. You couldn't manage your. You couldn't manage them. You, couldn't you gave manage. you gave Vincent two years for what? You just I mean, wasted a pick to get rid of a pick. He had a good reputation, but clearly wasn't ready for the NBA. Swing and a miss. Oh, there we go. You hit on Tice, you miss on Vincent. I know, I know. But what a hit oh, on I'm Tice. Getting, I'm getting angry. It was, like, it was for the Red Sox. It was Ortiz and Jeremy Giambi, okay? <laughs> I'm not kidding. In yeah. 2003, they take they take a swing at both these guys. They actually brought Jeremy Giambi in, thinking that he was going to be the starting first baseman for the team. Yeah, right, right. And then they bring in Ortiz as a flyer, and Ortiz ends up being a Hall of Famer. And Giambi, you know, crazy. So, you, you so never who, know. who who had the best night tonight uh, outside the Celtics? You believe? Oh, oh I haven't been paying attention. Oh, it's outside Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I like coming together a little bit? The the New York Knicks. I think they had a good night. Great place for Hayward to go when he opts out tomorrow. <laughs> Another option. They're, bu- they're, bu- they're building a little something there. Uh, people are asking if we're going to be back for Hayward. It's a 5 o'clock decision. If these guys are around, we'll definitely be doing something on that because it's obviously a huge moment. So we will try to come back uh, and talk about that. It's a big deal. we got free agency over the weekend. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, as far as everything else goes, again, thanks, everybody, for hanging. Um, sponsor Manscaped. Uh, of this show. Uh, you see it up next to Jimmy uh, there. The logo's been up there the whole time. Just letting you guys know, 20% off and free shipping with the code GARDEN20 at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with the code GARDEN20 at manscaped.com. All sorts of fun packages. The uh, the lawnmower, the weed whacker, the crop duster. Um, That's right. I've got it memorized now. Um, cologne. Uh, underwear, a travel bag. It's it's awesome. Yeah, they literally. Oh, no, first time I, when I first opened the uh, was the box of briefs, I was like, that's kind of funny. I yeah. didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> they legit give you that part of yeah. the good, uh, good Christmas gift, stocking stuffer. It's time. Yeah, this is good. This is a good gift. It really is. It's a it's a great dad gift. Okay. Um, no, really. so, kind of a weird, kind of a weird dad gift, but. A dad yeah, gift here, dad, shave life. your balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know I what? I never thought about this, son. Thank you. <laughs> dad, it's time. 
talking to mom, you know, and <laughs> this shit, this shit might have been okay, you know, 20, 30, growing up in the 70s. <laughs> You know, where you can just let, let all the hair fly. Listening to Wolf of Wall Street, we're talking to his dad. That stuff doesn't work anymore. Um, so, uh, so that's it. And again, thanks, guys. It was fun. It was an awesome group. The chat was lively. People aren't weren't th- like super angry, but definitely it started well. You know, we were saying we got a little something going on here, and of course, once you get to twenty six, it takes an angry turn. A little bit of right. There's a little bit of frustration. A little bit of like, here's the thing, and it takes a little while to digest it. You need some proper context. So again. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens with this. But as Bobby's put a couple of times, um, it, this is a they are what they are sort of draft. Um, y- you know what you got here. Two uh, 22-year-olds. Yeah, you got you got seasoned college, productive college basketball players. Celtics, Danny's gone this way in the past. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a safe way to go with later picks when you don't think you've got star upside, bring in players who can actually play um, in your rotation onto a team that already doesn't, that already has established players. Uh, you're right. This is not the type of roster. If they are going to make the picks, it's not the type of roster you could bring in three projects here. You had to get, if you're keeping these guys, you had to get ready-made players. Um, who do certain things, and that's what they got. So is it the sexiest thing in the world? No. Um, but might it be what this team needs or in the best interest? That's obviously something we're going to have to wait and see. So um, that's it. That's all we got. No Vegas Summer League for us to overreact to these guys scoring friggin' 35 points on YMCA bums, um, which is – always a bummer because you do get to see those flashes and you're like, Whoa, you know, Arson Edwards had quite a summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're asking for our oh. draft grade. Bobby, give it to him. Oh, hold on. Wait, hold on real quick. We got, we got a little trade here. Nothing too, too crazy. Uh, Mark Celtics? No, no. Oh, if it was Celtics, I would have just made John stop talking immediately. No, um, this is for the Sixers. That's impossible. Mark Sign uh, is reporting that the uh, the Dallas Mavericks are trading Seth Curry to Philadelphia in exchange for Josh Richardson. Oh man, things are brewing oh, in Philly. So I today like- they today they get Terrence Ferguson, uh, Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey. All of a sudden, you're talking about wings, guards breaking up that center log jam there a little bit. So shooters, Daryl Morey's already going to work. <laughs> Seth's gonna be chucking them up. Curry. Seth Curry's gonna be taking Curry to Philly. You got You got You got a shooter. Uh, Bobby, give us a draft grade. Yeah, you tip your hat to that one. Oh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Let's, let's. So I'm gonna boil it down to 14 because that's all that matters. You either want to yeah. move up higher or take the guy you wanted at 14. And what were we saying at 14? Forget Pritchard. Forget all these random guys we're talking about at 30. Because, again, that stuff didn't matter, especially for the Celtics, a top-heavy team. If we're just graying this off, Aaron Naismith, I give it a B-. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, don't it's good. It. I was going to give it a – I was going to give it a, a, a B to a B plus. I, I'm leaning B plus because I, I did want them to end up with yeah. a shooter. They got apparently what a lot of people are saying is the best. C minus. So what did you I want? I, I can't take <laughs> I mean, if we're just talking players that they drafted, I mean, obviously, yeah, I would have liked them to see, make them see a trade, get out of 26 and 30. But if Jimmy wants to fight Bobby Lowkey. <laughs> It's actually very high key. I'll fight this kid right now, man. No, but, uh, 
the same box. That's why I got Jimmy up here and Bobby down there. That was good reverse. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm going the wrong way. They got a shooter. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we 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 bash them for for not drafting guys who can shoot. They drafted guys who shoot. Hey, Bobby, the one thing he says right. I mean, I'm only grading them off the 14th pick. I'm not going to grade them off Pritchard. I'm not going to grade them on 30. We knew they had to give away a pick at some point, so they did. I mean, I would have liked some fireworks, but I, I like the player that they took. So. We'll what's 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 good about this draft is the odds that you look at Naismith and say, "Man, what a bust!" are pretty low. Like he's gonna right, do yeah. what he's gonna do, and it's gonna right. help them. And, and yeah. for people who are grading the picks a lower grade, it's solely because of the fact that they didn't trade into the top ten or top seven. That's exactly right. right. Yeah, like the grade level started if if they didn't trade into the top six or seven, it was like everyone else is like C already, and then you know from there, depending on where you go, what uh you know what area you're, you're you're gonna you know help out in i mean we talked about beforehand knockdown shooters that's something something's never had or haven't had in a long time and uh yeah I, I'm, I'm with you i give him a b minus yeah pritchard's gonna be interesting if we move on to him too because that that backup point guard position is important wandermaker played it well last year uh you have smart possibly jumping into the starting lineup if hayward walks so that suddenly becomes an important spot on the roster. And if he becomes an upgrade there, you're talking about an A draft here. So, yep. All right. Um, so I, I don't know. We're not sure. We're not sure if it's an A draft. Uh, it's a, it is, it's we don't a, know yet. It is what it is draft. He, this draft, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be defined less for the players who they got and more for the players who they passed up on or didn't mm -hmm. go get because this was such a wild card draft. I guarantee there's going to be hits other places in this draft in and around where the Celtics were picking. And we're going to look around and say, ah, couldn't you have just gotten that guy? That's the downside. That's the downside of taking guys with low ceilings is you've, you've punted on a chance to have found the next Giannis or Donovan Mitchell or whoever it is. Um, because you took a safe player. And that's tough for fans to get into. Um, because you know you didn't you know you didn't hit that home run and you're dying for it. So you will see one of these guys hit around there and be like, oh God, why did we trade it? It is what it is. That's the nature of this game. Let's wrap it up here again. I said, uh, you know, from our sponsor, uh, Manscaped, again, the last shout out, Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano. We'll uh, talk to you about Gordon Hayward tomorrow. We'll have more stuff coming overnight. You'll hear from Danny. We'll hear from Brad. Um, so keep it here. Subscribe to our YouTube uh, page. Yeah. If you haven't already, you'll get alerts when we go live. Uh, follow us on CLNS Media, Bobby uh Bobby Manning will be writing there. Also Celtics blog, Josue Pavone, heavy.com um, for Celtics beat there covering all your Celtics needs. Uh, we're going to sign off. Thanks again, guys. We'll probably see you in some form or another tomorrow with a major Gordon Hayward, possibly franchise altering decision. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> all right, guys. Good.